Hello and welcome under the Kotatsu. I am your host Austin, joined as always by Danielle. Hey nerds. And Danny. Hello. Uh, we are back again to talk about more Lucky Star. Uh, but before we get into that, we will go around the table and see what everyone's drinking. I will start uh, because I am enjoying this nice wheat beer that I am drinking. Uh, it's like a light beer, but like a good kind of cold weather beer. I don't know how to, to describe why, but um, I didn't feel like pulling out a, a darker beer that I have in my fridge. Uh, and it's good. Um, Danielle, what are you drinking? I have got a black coffee and water. Very exciting. Nice. That was me, uh, checks notes nine hours ago. Uh, Danny, what are you drinking? Having a fresca, the, the grapefruit soda. Ooh. I was, I very quickly went from ooh to ooh, because <laughs> I thought you were going to just say grape, and then you said grapefruit. Oh. I, I love grapefruit. Oh, yeah. Not, I like grapes, but I don't like, like, artificial grape. It's the worst. Just mm-hmm. hate it. Uh, and, and shout out to to grapefruits for like single handedly uh, counteracting like decades and decades of medical research. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because there are a fair number of medications where you cannot take them with grapefruit, like uh, heart medications, and right. few antidepressants. I think. Mm-hmm. So shout out, shout out to grapefruit, reminding humanity of its place. You know, if I died because I accidentally like ate a grapefruit because and it didn't like sit well with whatever medication I was on, that'd not be the worst way to go. <laughs> That's true. Do, die doing what you love. Yeah, I was going to say, he died the way he lived, eating grapefruit. Put that on my gravestone. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, we are back to talk about the next six episodes of Lucky Star. Um, I guess before get into it have have our vibes shifted at all since last week i feel mostly the same except i did what i said i was going to do last time and spaced out these episodes i did watch uh basically i watched these six episodes over four nights i did two one one and two um two at the beginning because i was i started five days before we were recording it's like well i can't do one per day and then i did two at the end just because like i knew i had one left i was like fuck it i'll finish it and Definitely more enjoyable to watch these spaced out in terms of just like a pure, you know, like consumptive feeling. But like in terms of the actual like way I feel about the show, nothing much changed because of that. It's not like I love the show now, but it was definitely the more optimal way to watch it. But I guess speaking of optimal ways, Danny, <laughs> do you want to explain how you watch these episodes? Yeah. So one of the issues I had with... um with with the first six when we were watching them is it just felt like it was dragging uh to me like very meandering scenes you know discussing stuff that just wasn't very interesting and i'm a fast reader uh and i'm not watching this show for the the voice acting like prowess and, and i actually had some complaints about the voice acting uh so i watched this depending on the episode uh between 1.5 and two times speed and I will say I did go back if, if there was something where I was like, oh, they said something that I didn't quite catch. I, I would go back and, and double check that I understood what was going on. Uh, but it really actually improved the the viewing experience. It gave it a like a bit more of the energy that I was missing. Um, and and it, like because I kind of had a, a gauge for where to where I was kind of at beforehand, I was able to put a lot more of my feelings into words. Um 
about what specifically was like bothering me and ways that like theoretically I could see something like improving. Um, and to be fair, it, it's a lot of things that are like little tiny corrections. I feel like could get me to a place that I like it. Um, but it's just the kind of thing where you know if you know eight things are are ten percent off, you know the 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 problems compound, uh, which. Boy Howdy was solidified by I, I watched like I saw like a clip on Twitter from Nichi Joe and I was like <laughs> this this is just so much fun. like holy shit this is the energy that I need from this kind of show uh it was the scene I don't know I think Rena retweeted it where it's uh someone shout in the show hey shout out uh having uh like a yaoi comic and they uh-huh. keep like drop kicking people to stop them from reading the comic or, or something like that but i was like this is what i i need konada to to just <laughs> drop kick everyone in every scene um <laughs> yeah, truly but, not enough uh, violence in the show yeah like i i need that um you know have a uh, long-haired purple long purple haired girl not just like yell at everyone like have her snap necks or something like do like go out there for it uh but but yeah so that was my general vibes where just like oh i i actually have words for how i'm feeling other than just like general negativity now i actually i can pinpoint like hey this didn't work for me kind of thing so gone from we'll the realm of it. general negativity to specific ne- negativity <laughs> uh, yes and, uh, yeah Danielle, uh, have your vibes shifted with these uh, these next six episodes, or mostly the same? Yeah, mostly the same. Same general vibes of mostly enjoy- enjoyable. Definitely, like some bits are like really good, some are bad. A lot are middling. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, we should just get into it then. Um, once again, re- reading these Wikipedia summaries, some of them surprisingly longer than the last time, um, even though. <laughs> Plot-wise, still the same. Uh, But episode seven is called Image. Uh, The girls return to school after summer vacation and find that Kanata is under the influence of uh, Mari Mite and sentence. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sakasa and Miyuki have a conversation about the dentist and return trips to said dentist. Kanata refers to Minoru as Sebastian because he was acting like a butler by collecting homework for Miss uh, Kuroi. Kanata also finds out from Sukasa that Kagami takes liberal arts just to be in the same class with everyone else, and Kanata makes fun of her for it. Yui comes to visit, and Kanata uh, needs help with her summer homework, but she would probably have to redo it again if she gets help from Yui. Miyuki attends school for a day after her glasses without her glasses and Tsukasa gets a new cell phone, but it dies after a trip in the washing machine. Kanata's dad is also trying to call her, but she has left her phone in her room. Uh, they get on the topic of what side the head would be on a uh, cornet again and how Kagami was not pleased with the results of the diet she went on to make up for the weight she gained in the summer. Put a pin in that. Uh, Kanata and the Hiraki twins are on a bus and uh, Kagami talks about uh, how there have been frequent junk mail lately, and Kanata explains that she uses an address that is hard to guess. She uses an address called I Love Girls With Glasses, and this creates an awkward moment for everyone on the bus. Uh, in Lucky Channel, Minoru follows up with a fan request for a certain hairstyle involving sunflowers. Akira is sulky uh, right from the start and continues in her bad mood until the end of the section. That last sentence could just describe any of the Lucky Channel segments, but okay. Um <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll just do what we did last time because I think it ended up working out well. Uh, did uh, what was everybody's favorite um, 
segment from this episode does anyone want to start um i love the part where like konada's drawn all the other characters and then like after a cut you see kagami resembling the drawing like classic cartoon gag always good mm. makes me just remind reminds you of the fucking mrs puff do you really think i look like this <laughs> yep that's good um my favorite is not even like <laughs> any of the jokes in the scene or whatever i just like the scene of them all eating mcdonald's and especially like they're all drawn really cute like there's a great uh part of the scene where like uh well one it's great because like they're all like they've got their food in front of them so that way the animators don't have to animate the mouth flaps um but also just like the image of uh Tsukasa with the hamburger in front of her mouth is very i cute. have a note in my notes just says burger and a picture of that yes half uh, of my notes are Tsukasa faces i was gonna say i feel like first batch of episodes i really liked kanada these batch i was just like i like Tsukasa. i like her vibe she's like very head empty and uh like anxious and i i like that i can relate uh danny what about you what was your favorite uh segment uh oh god um i i kind of liked the beginning where kanada was like doing the uh class like, stuff. <laughs> yeah like she's like oh i i've been influenced by whatever anime i i don't know if, if even if it's a real anime or not it is yeah. classic class s anime maria watches over us lesbians sure. at a fancy high school catholic oh, okay. high school yeah, of course. Oh, that's, well, how, that's how well, class S now works. You, now you have me. But um, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, they're clearly referencing something, but they're calling it out. So, like, I'm at least, like, on their wavelength. And, like, I just like the idea of, like, oh, I mean, basically being, like, a chuni, but, like, a very specific kind of chuni. I think I mentioned last episode, like, this is what we need from her. Um, yeah, that was the, the big one for me. Uh, that and I do love the hashtag I love girl with glasses uh, for the uh, for her email address for the email address a little bit uh, <laughs> I cannot act like a little bit gay this episode for, with the email address and the whole class S thing like mm. those are uh, I don't feel like getting into all of class S stuff but they are undeniably very gay it they so they and they said us something interesting uh you know, not to get too far into it, uh, and I have to be a little cautious with what I say because of, like, job things, but um, they said, like, you have to make sure that your email address is, like, hard to guess because they talk about getting, like, spam emails yeah. uh, or spam messages, um, and I've seen addresses from certain places that are just, like, strings of numbers and shit, and I'm like, is that why? Like, this whole time, I was like, why the fuck? Like, how do you remember that? I didn't even think about the fact that maybe that's on purpose. I was like, yeah. is that, like, a thing? Um, so that was kind of interesting. Oh, I, I, what am I thinking? I uh -huh. looked through my notes. The favorite gag has to be Sergeant Frog. Uh, yeah. Showing up <laughs> and then being on the ground. I was like, oh, good, Sergeant Frog is safe, Pog. And then, like, two minutes later, no, Sergeant Frog! Because <laughs> the, the band snaps or something. I definitely jumped the gun. I saw the McDonald's screenshots in my notes before I saw the Sergeant Frog screenshots because, yeah, I, I especially love the dialogue with Kanata. Like, Kanata sees uh, it's Sukasa's phone charm uh, where Sergeant Frog shows up. Um, and, uh, uh, I guess she she drops it and then picks it back up and Kanata is like looking at the charms like oh this boy was safe tenacious little guy <laughs> is what the sub saying <laughs> just like literally my reaction uh, and also um, it wasn't until like the cell phone stuff keeps coming up in this batch of episodes and it wasn't until a later episode that I really started to think this but I'll just saying now that like this really made me nostalgic for um, uh, flip phones 
um, oh, yeah. and phone charms and things like that. I'm just like, man, we got to go back. I would, I would trade all the smartphones in the world away in an instant. Um, we, we don't need them. We need to go back to like, just like looking at these cute anime girls, like talking on their flip phones. I'm like, I wish that was me. I wish we could do that again, but it's not the same anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, you know, obviously I, I have not, uh, had the experience of, uh, typing extensively in uh, Japanese uh, on my cell phone, but uh, them in a later episode, like kind of getting into the semantics of like text typing on a flip phone reminded me of like, there's a name for it, right? Like even in English, like the like um, T9. Yeah. T9 texting. Right. And like Mm. getting really good at that. It's like, man, I used to be so good at that. And now that's just like not a thing anymore. Um, I miss it. It made me like, I'm not the kind of person that's nostalgic for like, many things about like middle school or even high school but this def- watching these episodes definitely made me nostalgic for being in like middle school and having a flip phone and uh like texting and calling friends being more of a big deal than it is now even for like kids of that age in 2023 yeah i would be perfectly happy if like you know i use my phone for note taking while while we're watching or while i'm watching episodes or you know going on twitter or whatever i would be happy to have a flip phone and then like separately have just like a tablet that's like a little inconvenient to take out that way like going on to like twitter or whatever is like a a conscious process rather than just like oh i'll just i have my phone i'll just go to go to twitter while i'm doing this or whatever but um yeah no it's it's a hashtag bring us back um and i also I, i always think it's like really cute like when like someone who's you know 60 or whatever pulls out a flip phone i'm just like damn you're so cool like that's so fucking cool <laughs> um di- oh uh so i have a few questions um and then okay. some some discussion points uh about think this is this is this is actually when like i pinpointed why certain characters aren't working for me um but my question first uh uh did so they're talking about like curry is better if you leave it out overnight Mm. and like it's better the next day and then kanada tries that and it like apparently goes bad overnight is the implication that she like left it out out overnight i i would have to think so putting it in the fridge or is the implication that like no matter what it would have like i I would just put it in the fridge kanada because then they're like your house isn't normal kanada you shouldn't have shit growing on top of your curry after one night or whatever i'm like oh okay I guess yeah, def- they are just talking about leaving it out. <laughs> Definitely either uh, she literally left it like out on the counter <laughs> or mm. something's wrong with her fucking fridge. <laughs> she needs to get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in terms of why certain characters didn't work for me or, or aren't working for me. Uh, so it's the long haired girl with purple hair. Tsukasa? Uh, Kagami. Kagami. Gotcha. Kagami doesn't work for me. Because she's such a jerk, especially to Kanata, for things that, like, don't affect her. Um, like, yeah, she's upset when Kanata's, like, late, and that's fine, whatever. But um, when she's, like, getting on her case about, like, oh, you, like, you're, you're so stupid, you gotta, like, study more, da 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 It's like, whoa, calm down, like, stop being a cop. It's just, like, it, and because Kanata's, like, not doing that wacky of stuff, she's, like, being, like, the straight man to someone who's not being like slapstick and like that's really like harshing the vibe for me i'm like i need someone to be like way more over the top or i need uh kagami to like calm down because she's being like way too extra in every scene um to everyone uh and then 
the I think it's Miyuki, the pink haired girl. It clicked in my brain as to why she's not working for me during the lucky channel section where Akira's being like a horrible jerk. And like, I think they're no, it's not when they're doing the horrible jerk thing. I think one of them says like it sounds like something a rich person would say. But they say like Ojo or like Ojo-sama or something like that. And I'm like, that's why it doesn't work. I need uh, Miyuki to to like do the Ojo-sama laugh. I need her to be, because <laughs> she's already like the rich, like stuffy, pretentious girl. But they're playing that as like, a, oh, she's like prim and proper. I'm like, no, that, I mean, that's a character type. I hate it though. Like that's a character type that like you're like that I like don't like. I'm like, oh, the fucking bourgeoisie. Like they had it right last ep- uh, last batch of episodes. I need her to to be like the worst person. I need her to encourage <laughs> Kanata to do horrible shit, not because she <laughs> thinks it's a good idea, but like she just wants to laugh at it. Like that's what I need out of her. And instead, she's like the most like lukewarm. Like, oh, I just I just make the breakfast every morning because I'm very good at that. Because I'm the I'm the rich girl or what I'm like, oh, no, like be a little gre- like, be a gremlin, you little. Ugh. So going back to the the uh, Kagami stuff, do you generally dislike Sundere's in other shows? Like, I'm just wondering if it's like specifically the execution of Kagami in this show or you just generally dislike the archetype. I don't mind Sundere's, especially. Well, hmm, I'll say this. Most of the time when I experience Sundere characters, it's in a show where the point is to make them go from the soon to the dare part, mm. uh, like in like a romance. Like literally the fucking discussion they were having. All the yes. Years, yeah. So. No, exactly. 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 Um, I, I don't even know that I would like that. Uh, Kagami has like a dairy side. Like she's just this. I think I, I think I literally have a note about this where she's literally just soon the entire time. <laughs> like she's not once like softened up. Or, like, shown another face or anything like that. She's just, like, a jerk the entire time. And then every so often, she's like, oh, you, you know, you saw through me and I hate you for that or whatever. I, I disagree with that. <laughs> That's sure. I mean, I uh, there might be parts that I'm just not remembering. Uh, but, like, she just doesn't have, like, enough going on there for me to be interesting outside of her just constantly being, like, shape up like telling people what to do kind of thing. I think for me, um, I don't like hate Kagami, but um, I agree that I like the usage of a Sundere better in other contexts. Cause like, this isn't the kind of show where these characters like grow over the course of it, you know? <laughs> and like, mm. that to me is like the like beneficial use of that kind of character archetype is like, here's their starting point, And then you see where they end up as like their relation to other characters change over the course of the thing. And the plot happens, but this is a show where there's no plot and character dynamics are set up so that they can stay uh, the way they are for jokes to land. Um, and that's not like a good or a bad thing. But I do personally like Asundere better in like a romance show where it is about like that person like coming to terms with like what makes them that way or like, you know, like shedding their their kind of exterior like hostility or whatever. Um, where it's like that's not this kind of show. So you don't get any of that and like teach their own. But it's just like her being that kind of character archetype just doesn't do anything for me in the way that it would if she were like transplanted into a, a different kind of show. Well, and you know what what would make her work for me in this in this show specifically is if she was like super doting on mm. her sister. 
if like she was like, oh, I, I will, I'll protect my sister to the end. I love her so much. And then just absolutely dunked on Kanata at every single chance she got or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing that would work for me. Whereas here it's just like everyone she's kind of putting down in in some respect most of the time. Yeah, I guess yeah, like my good. perceptions of her are absolutely flavored by uh, reading Subahibi first, which has two purple haired sisters taped Kakami and Tsukasa with similar character designs. So that's, <laughs> that's in the back of my head the entire time. You've fallen into the anime trap. Or There's the a character trap. arcs in that, though. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I, I have to assume that has much more of a traditional plot than the oh, show. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Well, Subahibi, I wouldn't call Subahibi's tr- uh, plot a traditional, but yes, oh, it has. Yes. It has <laughs> I'll, I'll get into it in the, uh, what else are you watching? Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> I finished Listen it. on, Yay. dear listener. <laughs> uh, I have two more notes for this episode, of which I bolded so I don't forget. Uh, one of which is, um, I said to put a pin in it in the episode description. We get We get more... It's not even gross because it, it like we've watched some gross stuff on the show in terms of like content, um, but like just man, can we just not make jokes about weight and dieting anymore? Can we just all agree to like take that off the table? <laughs> because like <laughs> it's it's one thing that like the show is already like dry in its sense of humor, but to to make jokes about like that kind of thing when all of these characters are like stick thin like platonic ideal of teenage anime girls in like a moe setting like come on like want to i want to fucking uh uh not punch i guess but like you know i want to elbow every single man that worked on this show just be like fucking (laughs) do better come up with better jokes nichijo was three years later you had it in you like come on (laughs) (laughs) the shit comes up in every single fucking uh show like this and it's old every time and it usually leads to the worst fucking episodes of the series like Still think the worst Love Live episode's the fucking diet episode. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, fucking constant streams of uh, fat phobia and to a lesser degree misogyny in anime that just never fucking stop. Yeah, and it's, like, inseparable from the misogyny because you never get a show that's, like, centered around, like, teenage boys where they have this kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, the, the only time it comes up is, like, I guess in, like, Yuri on Ice yeah. at the very beginning um but even that is like a very brief thing that's like hey you're you're like you you're not in like literal figure skater form anymore you gotta like start your training again it's kind of like a a visual metaphor for like him kind of separating himself away from the sport so like i get it there there are a few shots where i'm like okay you don't need to do that but like the in this it, it goes on like because uh, i thought of the flying witch episode where they're like oh like radishes are good for your 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 uh diet or whatever and it's a little like nebulous or like a little like open where it's like oh they're just like good for burning fat and it's like oh they have a gag where they are like oh are they and they start eating radishes really quickly and they go oh it burns or whatever here it's like oh yeah over the summer i gained a few centimeters i can't eat this kind of food anymore i gotta lose this weight like oh you need to lose that weight well these chocolate cornets they're gonna do this oh you shouldn't be gaming so much because like it's like keeps going and you're like oh my god what what 40 year old man wrote this (laughs) yeah and like i i am team uh make kanada like a a chubby girl like me you know like draw Mm -hmm. her that way like don't give me this bullshit about these girls worrying about gaining weight when they literally look the same episode to episode Sorry, Konata should be, like, fucking real thin, and Kagami should be a little chubby. 
I mean, whatever way you want like, to do it, right? But like, I'm I'm, I'm not going to speak to what their metabolisms are like because like Kanata could absolutely <laughs> either be like eating junk food all the time and not gaining any weight because of a high metabolism, or like totally like just like you know like yeah, she's like you know got a little extra weight on it, and she's cute. Um, but yeah, definitely. All right. Pays mentioned to to bring that up, unfortunately. And we'll bring it up the next two episodes as well. Yeah. I'd be worried with Kanata if they were to make her a little chubby because they also have lines about her being like really like surprisingly athletic for someone who doesn't like seemingly do sports like, you know, is gaming all the time. And I know for a fact that if she was a chubby girl that they would be like, oh, she, you know, you wouldn't know it by looking at her, yeah. but she's a really, you know, fast runner or whatever. Instead, they just talk about tits. I have seen the like they have like a uh, heavier character like actually be at like good at athletics and i think it was a uh, galco which <laughs> has some good aspects um from an awful creator and like how it depicts women somehow but hmm. it can be done i've seen it <laughs> yeah it can be done uh i don't know i i have one last note but it's literally about the uh ending song does anyone else have anything about episode seven there there was one when they're doing the the chocolate cornet conversation again oh this is a thing uh, where they're talking about like the bottom or whatever, mm-hmm. and they like they make it into a character, like sh- like uh, like they draw in a person around the cornet, and they say like oh like oh it's their bottom, and they have a bit mm-hmm. of like tummy roll on them too. That was gross. Uh, but anyway, she says like oh if you turn it on its side, you can play it like a cornet, and then like puts her mouth in the exact wrong place for to play a cornet. <laughs> Cornet's basically a trumpet. She's playing it like a flute. Just putting that out there. They don't know what a cornet is apparently. <laughs> I think the thing you're specifically talking about is that they draw uh, Kagami. Um, okay, yeah. With like a cornet body, and my I'll read my note verbatim. I said, "Someone out there is horny for this," but I just think it's mildly funny. Um, mm. Which was my reaction. It was like it was like like a sensible chuckle. It's like, haha, she looks she looks kind of funny. Like that, like her legs are like or her not even legs, like feet are like on the far ends of the cornet. Like she looks, she looks like cute and funny and or whatever. But I was like, you know, someone is like <laughs> weirdly horny for this. Which weirdly like, no, horny. No shame, but like you know, like uh, you know, just <laughs> it sometimes pains you to <laughs> to think about that. Um, anyway, my my last note about the episode is uh, the uh, song at the end, which uh, Miyuki uh, sings, "Earthly Stars" or uh, "Unsung Heroes." Uh, or no, it's Earthly Stars parentheses Unsung Heroes is the full name of the song, uh, which is a song by Miyuki Nakajima, uh, which is why Miyuki sings it, because they have the same name. I think I didn't write these things down. A couple of or one or two of the songs um, are originally by artists that had recently died uh, around the time the show came out. So Wikipedia kind of like presumptively mentions like... Um, you know, may have been a tribute to this artist or whatever, but I don't. I don't remember if Miyuki Nakajima was one of those or not. I did not note those down, but I guess just keep mm. that in mind. Uh, I have two voice actors for this episode because um, not a lot to say about them. <laughs> um, uh, Kanada's cop cousin Yui Narumi is voiced by Sayori Nishihara, which, according to my anime list, is her only anime voice acting role. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, somewhat similarly, uh, Nanako uh, Kuroi, who's the teacher, is voiced by uh, Konomi uh, Maeda, uh, and she has a couple of other very small roles, not in any shows that we care about, so I didn't write them down, so basically not much 
besides these shows, which is kind of surprising because like they don't sound like um you know I mean like there's there's a chance that they are like voice actors they just do like non anime voice work but um uh, they don't sound like the kind of voice actors that like wouldn't have other anime credits I don't know um but that made my job easy didn't have to note down a bunch of anime um well, like I had to for several others that we will get to my God I was not prepared for who shows up <laughs> in these episodes um. Uh, but that brings us to episode eight, which is called uh, Don't Need Me to Have a Blast. Uh, it is time for the athletic festival. Uh, Kanata's father is more than ready with his cameras. Kagami is uh, in an eating contest. Kanata is in the 100 meter dash. Sukasa has to jump over hurdles. And Miyuki is in the relay race where she brings the team from third uh, to win the race by using her physical assets. Uh, sorry for how the Wikipedia <laughs> writer wrote that. <laughs> Uh, later, uh, Sukasa is trying to learn a song on the recorder and doing horribly until Kagami teaches her not to blow so hard on it. Later, the girls line up for lunch in the school cafeteria, having various conversations. <laughs> that's just the show. That's what I was going to say. They, well, they <laughs> took eight episodes, but they got there. <laughs> Uh, afterwards, Kanata is at a bookstore and trying to decide which manga to buy. She ultimately selects volume five of Shuffle, only to realize that she already owns a copy of that manga to begin with. Then in Lucky Channel, Akira makes fun of Minoru uh, for being just an assistant, uh, thus unable to gather as many fans as her. She is rudely awakened when she realizes that this time around he was uh, the only one of the two who has fan mail. Akira represents uh, the team in inviting viewers to vote for the character they won't be made that or they want to be made into a uh, figure. That is episode eight. Uh, so uh, I will start with my favorite. Uh, segment in this episode which i have to give it to it just because it made me pause the episode and laugh out loud because uh they so there's a whole thing in this episode with new type magazine um which is like a mecca uh focused um anime magazine um and like a lot of gundam stuff gets published in new type magazine uh and um <laughs> the, the, it comes up because like kanada like gets her like letter printed in the magazine which literally did happen in the exact issue that they show in the episode uh the the june 2007 issue of new type uh but on the cover of new type is um uh i wish it was what you thought it was danielle which was see destiny because that'd be even funnier but it is um heroic age uh which is an anime that has the same character designer as uh gundam seed and gundam seed destiny uh and it made me fucking laugh out loud because i just think that character designers like designs are fucking atrocious like just the worst um but also also there's there's very uh in the the sliver of the cover that shows up in the episode you can also barely see uh code geass uh getting mentioned uh on the cover as well that also made me laugh out loud but i did just have to pause and just bask in the awfulness of the heroic age um uh character designs which part of me feels obliged to watch that anime at some point just to see if it's <laughs> anywhere near as bad as seed but um I have not seen it, uh, but uh, what was y'all's uh, favorite segment in this episode? Uh, I really like the Sukasa poorly playing the recorder. Yeah, that one's good. It's cute. I also did like the Kagami doing the uh, bread eating event as well, <laughs> and she just mm. knocks the entire thing down and then just walks back eating the bread. It's cute. Which I thought was a joke when they were like, oh, you would do the, the bread eating contest. I was like, oh, I guess she's like a big eater or whatever. I... I did not realize that that was like a real event that was uh, at this uh, at the field day or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, it's like a okay. Yeah, I would also do that event if I was a Japanese high schooler. Um, mm. 
Danny, what was your favorite uh, segment? So, okay. So, um, hmm. I, I'll say, I'll say this. Um, I did like the, the recorder section. I thought it would have been funnier if, uh, when, uh, Kagami's like, oh, try an easy song first. If Stukasa then like played like through the fire and flames on the recorder (laughs) or something like that would have been great. But, uh, so my first note for this episode is, so this episode opens with, uh, Kanata at, home watching her dad on tv saying like oh i got a lot of good shots of my of like my daughter or something like that and then kanada's like like what daughter are you talking about and i was like oh haha he thought he was getting a photo of her but she wasn't even there haha like she Uh slept in it wasn't until later that yeah i (laughs) i was like oh oh no he's and did not expect to be having this conversation about this show turns out he's just like a pedophile (laughs) and like did you not see his like the the cut of him in the op because he's there doing the same fucking thing oh i i the op is out of my brain i I think i watched it once and i i normally skip over ops uh for shows that we watch which i have to say is funny because there's that quote retweet going on twitter right now of like what's your unskippable op and i've seen the uh, lucky star one mentioned multiple times (laughs) <laughs> not, not to Danny apparently. Yeah, very skippable for me. Um, though watching it on uh, two times speed is like a little nightcore uh, mm. thing for me. But... <laughs> lucky Star Nightcore. <laughs> yeah, Lucky Star Eurobeat. Um, uh, so m- my first note is literally like, "Oh man, we already got the best gag out of the way." Like I thought that was really funny, and then later I was like, "Oh no." Um, so I'm going to go with the new type flash mm. uh, that happens when they're talking about like the new type magazine. I was like, oh, okay, it's, she has the new type flash, that's cool. Um, yeah, several uh, Gundam sound effects do uh, show up in this episode, uh, which is pretty good. I think there's a couple other, this is the episode that has, like, someone, someone, I don't even remember the line, because I'm not that kind of Gundam fan, but someone in this episode says, like, a famous Char line from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, like, verbatim. Is that, is that the one we were talking about, or...? Yeah, the one that's like, uh, oh, a child would believe that or whatever. I think it's from so, Zeta, maybe? I don't remember. So, uh, yeah, Kanata is talking to the teacher, and the teacher says something like, uh, like, oh, that's something like an adult would say or something like that, to which Kanata responds with, so you're still a child then, or, or something to that effect, right. and, and it's the same same line. Yeah, I have it here. The teacher says, it's a mistake blamed on youthfulness, and Kanata says, so you're a kid? And that's yeah, yeah, that Char from... Uh, what was it yeah. Oh, I, I actually do have a, a better gag uh, that I liked um, where they're talking about, like, how do you, like, you know, Kanata, how do you run so fast? And she says, it's all about visualization. And she visualizes it in the context of, like, you know, for the NES, uh, yeah. like, you know, the sports day or, like, the Olympics, <laughs> whatever the game was. Um, which made me wonder, did they used to, like, I, I, I've played on a NES probably in my life. I, I haven't done it in a hot minute. Did they used to, like use a ruler to button mash both buttons i think so i think that's like a Probably. like a old school uh technique for doing that yeah that was that was funny but uh yeah i like that yeah it was also cute how they replaced what i presume was the kyoani branding on the stands in that bit or sorry the konami logo on the stands with that bit with kyoani i thought that was cute yeah hmm. i do like that like a lot of the times like we'll get to it in like a later episode but when like it's they're clearly in a setting where there needs to be some sort of branding or like show tie-in that it's just clearly like other 
uh, KyoAni stuff um, that that shows up because um, they they can't except, do other things. Except sometimes they do use the real name of a place, but they have to censor it. Yeah. Which uh, I had to look up like what the fuck are, like what does this mean? <laughs> like what are they censoring? And I was like, oh okay. Um, uh, so why did we talk? We're not we. They uh, talk so much about high schoolers' breasts in this episode because uh, a, a a bunch of men made the show. <laughs> Because of because of you have to win the race with your physical assets. Yes, a team of um, Kagami's dads or not Kagami, uh, Kanada's dads uh, made the show, and that's why. It's yes, like, <sighs> <sighs> they, you have to have the close up of the titties breaking the uh, the race finish line or whatever. It's like, dude, like, come on, like, come yeah. the fuck on. Other than a screenshot of um, Kanata telling Kakami uh, bipolar girls have to have twin tails, which agree, um, <laughs> that's the rule. Um, my first two notes. It sure for this. is a a choice uh, translating Sudarius bipolar. That would uh, <laughs> <laughs> feels very aged. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Whatever. Um, the fir- my first two notes of this episode are uh, this episode is kind of boring, um, which I came to the re- realization later, but. Um, I have the same complaint about this show that I had about uh, Bloom into You, which is just like, yeah. I do not care <laughs> about school life that much. Like, please make these episodes about something else. Like, I'm okay with the setting being high school, but the amount of time the show spends on, like, studying habits and things like that, I'm just like, man, I, I finished high school, like, almost a decade ago. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> um but then my second note is, I don't find the joke about Kanata's dad taking pictures of all this high school girls very funny. Um, which mm-hmm. is, uh, like... No, it, it fucking sucks, and it fucking sucks this kind of character is, like, so common in shows like this. I yeah. think the oldest example I, I've seen is uh, Azumanga Daio. Yeah, which is, like, four years before this. It's yeah. The anime was. It, it sucks. It always sucks. Stop fucking doing it. Yeah. And it definitely feels like, not that this kind of humor doesn't exist in modern anime, but it definitely feels like a lot of anime have grown past this style of humor. Like, it, it feels like you see this way more in anime of this era than you do now. Uh, again, not to say it doesn't exist at all, but uh, feel feels of the time in a way that I, I don't forgive it for it, but I, like, can understand the context in which this anime was made um, when I see that stuff show, show up. doesn't make it better to watch. Um, well, and the... One of the things that bothers me the most about it is how like flippant or glib it is about it. Yeah. Like, um, like Kanata's like, oh, he's so easy to understand, and it keeps coming up. By the way, this is like we probably won't go as in depth with it later, but like they have like they have dinner later at at some other episode at her place, and it's three high schoolers having uh mm. dinner. And he's like freaking out because he's like, oh, this never happens except for my dating sims or whatever. And it's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like that one, one of them is your daughter who looks exactly like like your dead question mark wife. Uh, and then the other two are high schoolers. Um, but it's just so flip. And then it's like a joke in the background. Like, oh, I didn't even take a photo yet. Like, oh, I, you can't take me away from here. Oh, my daughter is here. Whatever. Um, contrasted to a, a not a similar show, but a similar situation in and I'm sorry to bring it up, but it just it just came to my mind. In Welcome to the NHK, there's a whole section of that where the main character is, like, taking photos of... I feel like it might even be younger. It might even be, like, elementary school kids or something like that for, like... Whatever I believe the, it is. Yeah, for whatever plot reasoning it has to... Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, but in that, it's, like, because he's pathetic, 
And like the show doesn't treat and the manga and anime, whatever, doesn't show it like treat it like super funny. It's like kind of like cringe comedy because like someone is like, hey, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you're you really are pathetic, huh? But at least there, like the author of the book slash manga, like knows like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Whereas here, like the dad is not shown to be that. Like that, yeah. like he's just like, oh, you know, he's just taking photos of girls, and like, you want to look at girls too, right? Here, you know, Miyuki, she has big titties, and they're gonna talk about them a lot, and not just in a way that, like, you know, I don't know, like, I assume high school, like high schoolers, talk about each other's bodies. I don't know. It's been like you said, it's been like a decade. Um, but like, I could see that being like a conversation that takes place of like, oh, you have long legs, so you're gonna be really good at the long jump or whatever. Instead, it like you know they have that kind of conversation, but then also have like the close up slow mo shot of titties, you know, being the 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 physical assets that win the race. Uh, so it's just like it's just a bizarre fucking inclusion into the show that is like otherwise pretty like tame and like family friendly, I guess. And I don't want to say like I don't want to be like one of those people that you know, say that the body is, like, inherently not family-friendly. But, like, when you're framing it this way, like, literally objectifying their bodies in this way, it's like, no, that's not good. That's bad. The show just in general has, like, a fixation on women's bodies in a way that just, like, is is gross from the onset, like, regardless of what they do with that, where it is just, like, like, it, it just, like, and a lot of anime does this. This isn't Lucky Star, like, solely, right? But it's, like, it, it, it just objectifies the women because they're there. <laughs> like, like that's not... It doesn't uh, make for enjoyable anime when it uh, when it is, like, the focal point of the episode, like, the first half of this episode basically is. Because, um, like, you know, I think what I was thinking when I was, you know, rereading that note of mine about, like, really not liking the stuff with uh, Kanata's dad is, like like the lowest lows of this show are so much lower than its highs. Like I, it w- if it weren't for the new type magazine showing up, the bad recorder playing would have been my favorite part of this episode. Cause I'm such a mark for that. Like the, the classic uh, YouTube video of the um, Jurassic park played on a melodica <laughs> is to, like, to me, that's peak comedy. That is like one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever like seen or heard. So I love the recorder bit, but even that is like, doesn't reach the, like that high isn't as high as the low of Kanata's dad being like a pervert and a, and a pedophile. Like, I just wish like the, for as much of the comedy that does work for me, there's so much more of it that doesn't. I wish it was more even keeled. Um, and I think it's like, you know, like not all comedy ages well, and that's fine. Like even stuff that's benign just sometimes doesn't age well. But like so much of the show either would have been bad even in 2007 to me, uh, or at least hopefully. Um, uh, but at the very least, just like has not aged well in a way that's like, I, this is not the uh, late aughts, early 2010s a- comedy anime that I would necessarily say like has held up well enough to just like unilaterally recommend to somebody. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, for example, there's a similar character in Devilman Crybaby who, you know, the the guy who takes photos of Miki. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's shown to be, like, not good, bad yeah. even. He fucking gets got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When is Kanata's dad going to get got? Except he's he's almost worse. I will eat my words if the show ends with Kanata's dad getting, like, eviscerated. Then it'll have been <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I got for this episode, though. Uh, oh, one more thing, which is um, the relay race with uh, Miyuki. Um, 
despite the ending of her boobs being the determining factor of her team winning um the music that they play um during the baton race um i was like oh it's the you know the the uh composer doing another fake initial d song no it's literally a song from the initial d soundtrack so (laughs) we've got we've got real uh euro beat in here now um so that was good um but does uh anybody else have anything about episode eight nope all right oh Uh, there 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 is one line uh that i got a kick out of um because like they're they're talking about miyuki and her chest and uh someone says something like uh isn't that something an old man would say and i'm like girl literally yes you are being written by an old man like yes you got it me an old man writing the screenplay for episode eight of lucky star that's something an old man would say oh i'm so naughty uh the last thing to say about this episode then is that the song at the end is or the, the like the ending song during the karaoke segment. Uh Kanata sings Monkey Magic by uh Go Diego from the show uh, Sayuki, which is an adaptation of um Journey to the West. Um pause this podcast right now and listen to Monkey Magic by Go Diego if you haven't, because it's a bop. Um I was very I did not know that the song would show up and I, I I watched the episode and I looked like okay what song was that unless it was you know like literally they played the Dragon Ball OP last time and I knew that uh, but this was like oh my god I love the song um because um one of the songs great but Go Diego if you don't know uh is the uh Japanese uh kind of they're kind of prog rockish um I guess they're just like a rock band um they did the soundtrack for 1977 uh, House, the the classic cult um, oh. Japanese horror movie, uh, which is also worth listening. Pause this podcast now and listen to that too. <laughs> um, so was like extremely elated to see Go Diego uh, show up in this. Um, and also shout outs to uh, whatever um, music label owns the right to that soundtrack for finally putting it on like music streaming services uh, within like the last couple of years because for a while I had to, listen to that soundtrack on youtube because that's the only like viable way to have gotten it um and then uh one voice actor for this episode um felt like the fitting episode to mention him uh kanada's father uh sojiro izumi uh is voiced by hirokazu hiramatsu he is uh daba my road in heavy metal elgaim that is a uh, tomino show if you don't know uh, he is uh, Nakanojo-san in Nichijo. He is uh, Daiki Niwa in DN Angel. Um, and he is uh, uh, Karyudo uh, Tsukishima in Mirai Nikki. Um, figure we have talked about that show enough to <laughs> mention it, even though I haven't seen it. Um, which brings us to episode eight, uh, Just a Feeling. Uh, midterms are arriving. Yes, literally... <laughs> in front of me and i still said it wrong uh episode nine is called just a feeling uh midterm exams are arriving though kanada cannot seem to get into the practice of studying and it says and instead reverts to slacking off uh while having fun playing video games uh stop me if you've heard this one before uh kanada tries to ask her friends about uh good studying habits but in the end she does bad on her tests when the girls get to school, they talk about what blood types they have and what types of games they play. Tsukasa got help from her sister and this time got better scores, uh, but Kagami's scores were still higher despite her own scores going down somewhat. Later, Kanada and the Hiragi twins go to see a movie and they also go to a cake cafe, but end up taking, or specifically a cake buffet, um, but end up taking too much uh, and must finish it all or pay extra. 
Miyuki needs to put in her eye drops, but she flinches too much and gets Kanata to quote-unquote help her. Uh, in Lucky Channel, uh, Minoru reintroduces Tsukasa Hiragi, whom Akira compared to uh, Kamigishi Akira. Uh, that's from Two Heart, right, Danielle? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, because that's the one they keep referencing. Right. Uh, when Minoru admits that Tsukasa has some idle qualities, Akira hits him in the head with an ashtray. Uh, she then goes on to teach Minoru uh, how to have his pictures taken like a true idol. That is the episode. Um, what was everybody's favorite uh, scene from this episode? I personally love anime girls bonding over horror movies, so Konada and Kagami talking about horror movies was cute. <laughs> Agreed. Also, the uh, cake scene is with, like, be got a all-you-can-eat and be like, oh, shit, we have to eat more to not have to pay extra. Been there. Been there. <laughs> also happens in Persona 5. Probably so. one of those situations was with you, Austin. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I really liked uh, Miyuki being a, a hardcore solitaire and minesweeper gamer, personally. <laughs> um, I just think that's good. I also, runner-up, I like... Um, Akira throwing an ashtray at Shiraishi in the Lucky Channel. Something about like Akira being enough of a chain smoker to just like have the ashtray on set with her was was good detail to me. Uh, Akira continues to be the best character in the show. What about you, Danny? What was your favorite segment in uh, episode nine? God, I, I, my, my, my gut was to say none of them, but uh, <laughs> I did like the 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 eye drop sequence where mm -hmm. i was like god damn how do you how do you miss with eyes that <laughs> fucking big going back to my what would contact lenses look like in this world um i was just like god damn I like, the same fucking note <laughs> the oh i saw in the the reference thing that you had sent daniel a while ago that apparently the movie that they saw was saw three oh <laughs> yeah i don't know what exactly partially make out the logo oh okay i was gonna say i didn't actually i don't know how that reference was made but yeah okay if it's the logo that makes sense um here's here's a question um they say like oh you're a type a person i just want to make sure and they go on to the the blood typing thing so like that's mm -hmm. what they're talking about that's not what we mean when we say that in english right no those, no. those have okay. different meanings uh, in English. Okay, I was thrown off there. But I was like, wait, wait, like, wait, is have I been like, am I like, did I not know that was a thing? But okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's much more similar to like uh, astrology. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is also a thing in Japan, but like, like blood type, like personality types, is also like, uh, like yeah, a personality no, thing I... in Japan where it's not here. I know astrology is also a thing there because one of my favorite manga is making a new fucking series but it's based off astrology so i'm like god damn it fuck off <laughs> <laughs> fuck. i uh i will say i i knew about the personality thing i also am pretty sure that i've heard the opposite personalities from what they talk about in the show where they're like oh if you're a type o blood type you're childlike and i feel like i've read the same because i'm i've uh here's a little little trivia fact for any listener i have type <laughs> o positive Oh, you you pre, pre preceded my question, which I was going to ask: Do any of us even know our own blood types? Because I don't. I do, because uh, I uh, donate blood, so mm. they they tell you. Um, but I've heard. I feel like I've looked it up before. I was curious what because I was like, oh, I wonder what they say. And I feel like I read it and it said that uh, like O type O is like brooding and like serious or whatever. But I might be mistaking that. I I might have read that as like, oh, you're actually really childlike. And I'm like, well, that's wrong. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, if anyone uh, is out there and you can 
uh, be sure to donate blood. It's an important thing to do. Um, yeah, hardcore minesweeper. Uh, there's some luck in solitaire, but she almost always gets over ten thousand as her score. Um, um, this is where um, this episode was where something clicked for me about not fully enjoying the show made more sense to me. Um, which is other than when the music is like explicitly referencing something like all the initial d stuff or whatever or when they literally just use like video game music or um on multiple occasions they have used uh music straight from uh the disappearance of uh suzumi harhi uh show um uh disappearance is the disappearance. movie melancholy is the yes the show yeah. i have still never seen any of that um too much of an effort uh and there's no robots in that show, so why why bother? Um, <laughs> but um, uh, it dawned on me that I I kind of hate the soundtrack for the show. Like, and I don't use that lightly. I genuinely mean like I think the music in the show sucks. It is like the the most like comedy like not quite like um like sousaphone like bum 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 kind of stuff, but it's like it's pretty close. <laughs> like it is just the most like like the the composer got the notes were making a comedy show and they didn't watch the show they just made like stock comedy music and it's i i really hate it and because like so many of the scenes in the show just go on you just hear the songs for like long chunks of time and it's like man this is just doing nothing for me and i just feel like if the soundtrack were different enough in in some other way that i would have um appreciated it more like it made me think about like the music in um uh, Flying Witch, which is probably the most other like um, like lackadaisical plot kind of show we've watched, um, which still has more of a plot than this show does, but like way more loose than a lot of the other things we've watched, like uh, Ghost in the Shell, for recent example. <laughs> um, uh, but like the music of that show was like like really complemented like the sedate mood of it. It like really it was like relaxing, like lots of like guitar picking and strumming kind of stuff, like really mood setting kind of stuff. This is just like dude sat down in front of a synthesizer and like banged out a couple tracks in like an hour is what it sounds like to me and i don't mean to like you know bang on the composer or whatever i'm sure they've done other stuff that's like more interesting but it just like it really goes to show how important music can be to a thing and it, it really like brings down a lot of the show for me where i'm just like my ears <laughs> do not appreciate what they're being put through gotta gotta watch it at two times speed i'm telling you Oh, Go man, as maybe. fast as you can read. Like, <laughs> like I said, I'm I'm a reasonably fast reader, uh, so I I can uh, you know, and the subtitles aren't that long. They're not, and they're not they're not really talking about lofty subjects, so right. it's pretty easy to absorb at like a higher speed. And I I, I mentioned this I think off mic um, that at one point the the scene transitions were were fucking with me because there are parts, especially later. There's one part where I I made a few notes about it because I was like. Even at normal speed, I was confused um, in some of the transitions. But um, I went back because I was like, okay, I'm watching this at at the speed it's not intended to be at. I wonder if like I'm creating this problem for myself. If the if the if at the end of a scene there is like you know a few seconds of lag time for you to get ready for the next scene or whatever. Um, and I, I so I turned down the normal speed, rewatched the scene I had just watched, and oh my god. It was it was painfully slow by comparison. I was like, no, this like if you're gonna have people talk about like mundane shit, get it snappy, get get through it. Like you know, again, two times might have been pushing it, but I think I was just like okay with it at that point because I I think I watched the uh, episode seven at one point five, and I was like, okay, let's see if I could push it. 
and I did. Um, but but yeah, no, watching it a little faster, definitely my my recommendation. Gotcha. That makes so much sense, or why you feel that way makes so much sense to me because a show we brought up last time, me and Danielle, was um, uh, Take You, uh, which is another comedy show. But the difference between this show and that show is those episodes are like three minutes long, and that's a show you're basically by default watching on two times speed because the characters talk a mile per minute. It's one of the reasons why I fully recommend when people watch that show, they watch the fan subs because they're better timed than official subs uh, are because the official subs just like go by way too fast because the characters are just talking so fast. Um, but it, it does make me think that like the show really needed to be like at like the episodes needed to be like half the length and like, Mm-hmm. the characters just should be talking faster than they should. Um, yeah, especially, so I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, uh, Miyuki is the worst by far in terms of like, she is just sleeping through her lines uh, yeah. in terms of like speed, which like is not like her, the VA's fault. Like it's probably how she was directed. Um, but yeah, no, the, she's the one that I was like, oh, you needed to go, go, go. And also be Ojo-sama. Yeah. Uh, any other things to say about this episode no this was this was my lightest episode in terms of notes yeah maybe same i think i think until the also same yeah i think until the, the hardcore solitaire and mind sleeper thing came up i i had realized like oh shit i didn't like make enough notes to say what my favorite <laughs> segment was and then that happened um yeah my, my biggest note was like oh god we're gonna have a whole fucking primer on uh blood types aren't we mm-hmm. um but then I, it was a little interesting where they talked about, like, what sushi should you have? Which, oh. uh, while you were talking about the music, I, I quickly checked to see if, like, if you Google, like, blood type sushi recommendation, you just get, like, hell, at least for, you know, U.S. Google results, you just get, like, you know, do you have diabetes? Have this, like, this is, like, a, like dietary recommendations, not fish horoscope. Right. I did like I that scene. I didn't, I didn't make any notes about it, but I did like them basically taking a BuzzFeed personality quiz yeah. for like, <laughs> what what sushi are you? And Kanata gets um, uh, like ginger. sliced ginger. Um, yeah. Which I thought was actually kind of like sweet that like she like reads the descriptions like, oh, well, it's like, you know, it wouldn't be sushi if you didn't have like ginger on the side of it. So like you're an essential part of the, the meal. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Um, well, even even more than that, it's not that's not a, the, the, like they say like, oh, the description's pretty positive. Yeah. And then I, I think Miyuki says and like when you think about uh, it, oh, like sure. so her kind of like encouraging is, is, is really nice. But yeah, um, we should find and take a quiz like that. <laughs> I want to know what uh, what type of sushi. Yes. <laughs> I would have been happy to get the the, the capa roll, which is just like um, rice and cucumber. Cucumber. Because I fucking oh, got that. <laughs> There's literally a BuzzFeed uh, uh, quiz for what type of sushi are you? Oh, okay, well, well, we'll have to do that. Like, you gotta do at, that after the recording. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, at the end, the karaoke uh, segment, uh, Kanata sings uh, Kogarashi ni Dakarete by Koyoki Koizumi, which is just a that's just like a pop song by a Japanese singer actress uh, Kyoko Koizumi, which. I was like, okay, like let me let me look up like you know if she's known for anything that I know, and uh, I went down a fucking not even a rabbit hole, but I just like went on a series of discovery. Uh, I po- posted through all of this, but basically, um, Kyoko Koizumi um, did uh, the poetry narration for the Japanese version of Milo Notice, which made me go, "What do you mean Japanese version of Milo Notice? I watched that movie a ton as a kid. It's in English." 
apparently Milo Notice is a Japanese film, so that blew my mind. Uh, apparently, um, very well-known Japanese director Koni Chikawa helped edit the film. Um, uh, apparently, they... <laughs> Basically, I just learned a lot about uh, uh, Milo Notice that I want to share because apparently Milo Notice was filmed with 74 hours worth of footage of the cat and the dog that they trimmed down to like a a feature length film. Uh, then I also learned that uh, Rishi Sakamoto of um, Yellow Magic Orchestra um, did the soundtrack for um, Milo Notice, which like blew my mind. Um, so it's just like, uh, doing research for this podcast, like opened my mind to, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the possibility of watching Milo Notice for the first time in Japanese, which I need to hunt Wait, down and, and view that. I know a member of Yellow Magic Orchestra just passed, I was, like, today, yes, was that I was li- No, uh, though Richie Sakamoto did get diagnosed with cancer a year or two back, so, um wishing him the best um but uh yeah uh, i was gonna mention that that uh yukihiro takahashi um uh was just um announced today that um he had died of um uh, complications from uh uh, like brain cancer um so huge rest in peace like phenomenal talent um highly recommend if you're not familiar with yellow magic orchestra to check out their um their stuff and and all the stuff that he'd been involved with over the years just again like a massive talent yellow magic orchestra is like it's hard to understate the impact that it has had on a lot of japanese yeah music. on like japanese music on electronic music especially like, like video game video music. game music just like the overall like sound of the 80s like huge influence um and just their stuff's really good like insanely like listenable like good music um i um oh god uh i'm gonna take the time to find it because i recommend it wholeheartedly i listened to this live performance um so many times uh um in uh in college while i was um uh, oh god i can't find it <laughs> there's like a one specific live performance there so you can find on uh youtube yes um uh ymo yellow magic orchestra uh techno Dawn in tokyo dome uh, the date is uh, 1993, um, uh, June 10th and 11th. Um, great live uh, performance that I would highly recommend. Anyway, uh, that's just me being um, uh, <laughs> on my bullshit about YMO. Um, do, you, do you also recommend Milo and Otis? Because I've never heard of that before. <laughs> okay, well, let me let me pitch it to you. Uh, <laughs> and the audience could do with uh, with it what they will. Milo Notice is a movie about a pug and a tabby cat making friends with one another. And um, uh, I had two pugs when I was very young, so it was a very formative movie uh, for, for my family. <laughs> um, and just let I tweeted about it like I saw that movie so many times as a kid, and genuinely did not know that it was originally a Japanese movie that was like adapted into English. Um, like blew my fucking mind um so i've got to see that you, up. but yes i would recommend milo notice having not seen it in years when you say adapted into english do you mean like dubbed or like they re- remade it completely no they they dubbed it it's it's the the same movie okay. just like with completely different like they remade it but like it's got completely different narration i don't think they like translated the japanese narration i think they just like oh okay like did new narration over the same movie but it's very cute. I mean, if you like that kind of thing, uh, apparently, like, there's a Blu-ray uh, that only has the English. Like, there's an English Blu-ray that only has the English version, not the Japanese version, which I was tempted to get. Gotcha. Uh, but I'll have to seek out the Japanese version. Uh, I have one uh, quick voice actor to cover for this episode, uh, which is that. Um, uh, so um, uh, we've seen them occasionally 
they barely go remarked upon, but uh, the Haragi twins do have other sisters. Um, so I, th- I think there's three sisters. Only two of them had noteworthy voice actors. Um, one of them is uh, uh, Matsuri Hiragi. She is voiced by Satomi uh, Akisaka. She is uh, Ezdeth in uh, Akamega Kill. Uh, she is Rinko in Bang Dream, which is the only reason I wanted to mention her. Um, <laughs> she is uh, uh, Makoto Ono in uh, Hokago Tebo Nishi, which is um, the slice of life fishing show that aired a couple years ago. Um, Wait, is she the current Rinko VA or the former one? Because I know she had it. Oh, um, I think the former. I think she's the original uh, okay. VA. Um, and then. Um, Oh God! I re- forgot to write down the name of the show. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, uh, yes. Um, uh, she is uh, Henriette Mystere in um, Milky Homes, aka Arson. <laughs> um, uh, which um, I'll pick Milky Homes eventually. Actually, D- Danny, <laughs> this is for you only, Danny, and people who I guess follow me on Twitter because I did tweet about this. Uh, I had tweeted. Um, some screenshots from the Milky Holmes fandom wiki that um, basically the gallery oh. for that character on the Milky Holmes fandom wiki is very obsessed with that character's body. Um, and mm. uh, I tweeted some screenshots about this uh, and <laughs> said, uh, I swear I'm doing research for my podcast. And <laughs> Danny, you were like, I'm very concerned. I was like, don't worry. It yeah. really doesn't have anything to do with the show. But that was that's what that was from. Um, and then one of the other Hiragi sisters, uh, Miki Hiragi, is voiced by uh, Kikuko uh, Inoue, who we've already covered. She was Nana Kuramoto in Flying Witch, which was um, the the mother of the uh, Kuramoto family. Makes my job easy. Uh, episode 10 is called Aspiration. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, the gets a new has s- none. Oh, there you go. It's like they yeah. know. Yeah. Mm. Um, Sukasa gets a new cell phone and learns how to text messages or yeah, to text message with her sister. Um, Sukasa loves to text messages so, sh- uh, so much that she spams Kagami's cell phone with uh, an excessive number of messages to the point of annoyance. Yui comes to visit Kanata, uh, but doesn't realize that Kanata is playing an age restricted game. Kanata and Kagami <laughs> both go to an anime shop where four stereotypical anime characters are introduced who name Kanata legendary girl a thus uh, being the first appearance of Meito Anizawa, put a huge pin in that. Um, later, the Hiragi twins spend the night at Kanata's house and finally get a chance to meet her father. Cringe. Uh, they also discover how much Kanata resembles her late mother, uh, Kanata, uh, while perusing a photo album. At school, Kanata tries to come up with some nicknames, uh, or with some new nicknames, and after a suggestion from Kagami, starts calling her Kagami-sama, which greatly embarrasses Kagami. Uh, in the Lucky Channel, Akira reintroduces Kagami Hiragi uh, and, ex- uh, and thinks of her as a tsundere. Minoru strongly disagrees and explains the original def- definition of tsundere and apparently a extended reference to uh, Giren Zabi's speech in Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, <laughs> Akira asks Minoru for a better term to describe Kagami, unable to come up with one. Uh, Minoru wants the home viewers to do that instead, leading him into a very long and enthusiastic speech at the end of the shoot. He is very proud of which that's yeah, that's the uh, Kieran Zabi speech. That's the the Andrew W.K. reference. Ah, um, yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> if Andrew W.K. was in the show, it, I would give it a, a single <laughs> point higher rating on uh, uh, Kitsu when I'm uh, done with <laughs> done with the show. Uh, but I don't think Andrew W.K. shows up in here. It's before before his heyday. Um 
God, what I'm looking at my notes. I don't even know what my favorite segment is. So, uh, Danny, what what is your favorite segment for this episode? Oh, actually, never mind. I do know what mine is, which is um, uh, this is this is the episode where I because this is the most flip phone stuff we get. This is the episode where I go, man, I miss flip phones. Um, so mm. all that all that stuff was my favorite. My my favorite bit is um, I have two. Uh, one is the the Wikipedia plot summary itself. Uh, just the fact that like <laughs> y- Yui comes to visit uh, Kanata, uh, but doesn't realize that she's playing an age restricted game. The fact that that's in there, even though it's like right. five seconds, it's like a one line throwaway line. Doesn't fuck. It, yeah, throw it in there. It's fine. That's the level we're at right now. <laughs> um, the uh, so I guess I actually so that's, that's not a real one. Uh, the other the, the two that I like are when they're at her they're at Kanata's place and uh uh she's like oh you like even though you're on two chan like is it two chan or just two C I don't know what the, two chan yeah two chan okay um like you talk you, like you don't talk like them and she's like oh I only talk normally like you know here but like this is how i talk on on two chan they don't show what she says but i just imagine it's all slurs and she's like kanada no (laughs) they're like wait a minute that's that's written in english it's like oh no kanada no um and then uh uh i did like the the kagami sama thing just because it reminded me of uh when i was in japan real quick story uh, I was at a station and because of when I landed, I couldn't get to the right office in time before they closed. So I had to like go to another station and get, go to this office, like, you know, 15 minutes before they closed, whatever super helpful, uh, staff member, you know, told, gave me everything I needed, told me that I could get on the train there rather than here or whatever. And, you know, I said like, thank you so much. Uh, uh, his name was Saito. I was like, arigato Saito-sama. And he was like, oh, ho, ho. <laughs> Like oh sama no no no, <laughs> but um, so I, I was reminded of that and I was like oh that's a that's a nice memory thanks uh, lucky star but yeah that's me. <laughs> All right, uh, what about you, Daniel? Uh, yeah, it's both Sukasa on her phone and I thought the uh, you know the gag with all the clerks looking like it's from an entirely different fucking show was good. Okay. It, it yes, looks like, a, like guilty guilty gear shit like. Like the intro to like Guilty Gear <laughs> Fighters. I've never played a Guilty Gear game, but like when the whole uh, Bridget thing was going, brisket whatever was going around, uh, I saw a bunch of promos or like clips from that. I was like, oh, this feels like a Guilty Gear thing. Okay, so I'm gonna break order uh, and uh, talk about the voice actor for a second um, uh, because there's there's some history there. Um, so the the character that shows up as like the like manager for the animate uh, shop that they go to in this episode. Is it anime or animate? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it'd be animate. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I guess it'd be animate. Um, no, I, th- I think it's animate. I think you say it animate. I think because, because the, okay, so the character's name uh, that, uh, like, uh, to preference, <laughs> the character that shows up as the manager is literally like a mascot character for the real life animate shop. And the character's name okay. is Anizawa Mato, so I'm pretty sure it's Animate because that pun doesn't work otherwise. Okay. Um, and you said Guilty Gear, Danny, and I see that. I was immediately like, "Why the fuck is um, uh, uh, oh god, um, uh, Domen Kashu from uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam in this show?" Well, <laughs> apparently, the voice actor for uh, Anizawa Mato is voiced by uh, Tomokazu Seki, who is. Domenkashu in Mobile Fighter G Gundam. 
Um, oh my god! So that is why he looks like that. But also, um, uh, pretty big voice actor. Uh, he is Gilgamesh in Fate. He is uh, Kyo in Fruits Basket, the 2001 version. He is uh, Shinya Kogami in Psychopaths. He is Sosuke Sakura in Full Metal Panic, which is important in the show because Full Metal Panic gets referenced a bunch in Lucky Star. Um, he is uh, the titular Kenichi in Kenichi, the Mightiest Disciple. He is Enrico uh, Pucci in Jojo Bizarre Adventures Part f- Part Six. He is Panda in Jujutsu Kaisen. He is Shinichi uh, Chiaki in uh, Nodame Cantable. Uh, he is Toya in uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. All of the versions of that i love him um this is for you danny he is kanji in persona 4 uh oh he my God. is uh kamui in x1999 he is keisuke takahashi in initial d as much as that show has been referenced uh in the show uh he is van fanel in escaflone he is rob lucci in one piece he is uh chichiri in fushigi yugi uh all-time great character he is toji in evangelion i love toji um, Oh, okay he is uh, Yotaru in uh, Showa Roku Rakugo Shinju, which I desperately need to pick for the show at some point. Um, he is Yazak Jewel in Mobile Suit Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny, one of the better characters in Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny. Um, he is Kenji, a.k.a. Tracy Sketchit in Pokemon, which, looking this up, I totally forgot <laughs> that in the dub he's literally called Tracy Sketchit. Because he draws, because he sketches. Oh my god! Um, uh, he's also Meppel in Futariwa Precure. He is Mazer in Gundam Wing, and he is uh, Tomach uh, Mazarik in and Chris Lloyd in Victory Gundam. Those are the other Gundam shows he's in. But it was just like wild for him to show up in this. Uh, but yeah, like a real kind of mascot character for Animate. Um, there's like several like. Uh, like they've given this character like his own like OVAs and stuff like that <laughs> over the years. So like a like a pretty big branded thing that just like shows up in this episode. But yeah, it's like animated completely different uh, from the rest of the episode, which I also appreciated. Yeah, and they this is the thing I mentioned earlier how they have like a real thing, but it's like censored because uh, it's like they say like Annie blank T, and then mm-hmm. they also reference a show I believe called Gamers. Oh, Any that's gamers a that's in a the audience. That's a different, uh, like, manga anime shop. Okay, yeah. yeah. So both of those, they, they, they bleep out. This is another one in another episode I didn't, I didn't note, but they also bleep that one out. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Um, I, what, uh, is Legendary Girl A, like, a reference? Just, just that she just likes anime and is a girl? Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, a specific reference to anything. Um, or just it comes like up a... again later when they go to uh, Kamiket. Come, comic cat. Yeah. Maybe uh, a reference to Mysterious Girlfriend X. What's that Maybe. from? That's the. It's just the manga. The manga. <laughs> is, that the, is that the manga where they they drink the drool or spit? Very well, maybe. I have to assume <laughs> there are multiple manga that fit that bill. So. Well, yeah, that's like the exact plot. Is that like this this person is like attracted to this person's spit and they anyway? Um, I've not. I've only watched like an episode of that, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. This is for me. Um, not to like kink shame spit or anything it just wasn't that interesting beyond that um so yeah we get more of like the whole like incest pedophile dad in this um where oh my god there are three high schoolers having dinner at my house one of which is my daughter uh this never happens in my (laughs) dating or outside of my dating sims um which then he goes on to announce fate spoilers for some reason 
Does he? <laughs> For no reason at all. Interesting. <laughs> Joke's on him, I'm impervious. <laughs> yeah, that, that bounced <laughs> off of me like, like Superman and a bullet. Nothing got me. We learned that Kanata's dad is an author. We don't yes. know of what. Although they're like, oh, you're like, he's like an author of like light novels or, or dating sims or whatever. It's like, no, he plays those as like an escape for what he normally writes. I'm like, is her dad some sort of like weird, like literary fiction author? <laughs> like, is he just writing like <laughs> Jonathan Franzen novels? <laughs> even though he's Stephen like a, King. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, something that I don't even think the, yeah, no, the, the plot summary doesn't even mention um, is that, uh, this episode begins, I think, with uh, Miyuki at the, I guess at the dentist or no, she has like a cold and she's like at the, like, like a health clinic kind of thing. Um, and she's like waiting for her name to be called, but she's like reading a book and like there's a whole thing of like, you're like, oh, I need to pay more attention to my surroundings. But I had completely forgotten what her name was. So the gag didn't work for me. She's like in the waiting room <laughs> reading the book and they call her name. And it's like, oh, like, are you there? And then, you know, keep, she, it keeps going, keeps going. And she finishes the book. I'm like, oh, the joke is that she's there so long that like, you know, she finished the book and now she's going to be bored. But then she's like, oh, do they call my name? And I'm like, did they? Uh, and then I, I looked up her name. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's her. So it is weird how like she's on, she's basically on like a different strata of character than the other three, and I don't know why. It's not like it's not like a joke that gets any sort of payoff of her just like not being in the show as much as the other three, but like a lot of the times it's the other three like having a scene together and Miyuki's just not there. And I'm just like, why are there four characters then if one of them is just like only going to sometimes show up? It's very weird. Yeah, when uh, they when she does show up, it's like, hey, what do you think of this too? To get like the prim and proper answer, I guess. Because they'll be like, what's the best way of cleaning this? Because we're all girls and we need to know how to clean. And it's like, oh, well, I always clean it this way or whatever. It's not like, like you said, like she's on a different kind of wavelength where you know oh you have uh kanata the, the gamer you have uh sukasa the like kind of airheaded also kind of gamer but also kind of like not all the way committed to the bit kind of thing and then you have uh kagami who's just a jerk wait is sukasa a gamer at all like, I, I thought, thought they brought it. Kagami was the one who was absolutely playing more games than Maybe you're just mixing up Kagami and Sukasa. <laughs> who, who fucking... I, who, who knows? But, uh, but like, you, you have them kind of all have similar interests. But they, like, and they hang out in, in this episode. Uh, but, yeah, like... Oh, isn't she... What's her... Uh, she's not there in this episode because she's doing homework, I think? Because it's, Sounds like, they're, like... like uh, one, the one that likes text... Sukasa is like, oh, let me text uh text her to be like hey how's it going or whatever and she's like oh i sorry i couldn't make it out i had to do homework and they're like oh my god we have homework aye 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 but yeah like maybe they just couldn't get her voice actress or something <laughs> like they it's got her for like, a few sessions like you'd be forgiven for thinking that um she was like a minor character if it weren't for the fact that she's like in the op like, as a main character, because um, she really just isn't in the show as much as the other three, which is weird. Um, not that I really care, but <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, it This has happened in multiple other episodes, but it it wasn't until this episode that I actually, like, noted it down. But there are multiple scene transitions where it'll start, like, mid-conversation between, like, Tsukasa Kagami and or Kanata, and they'll be talking about, like, 
oh yeah that sure does stink like they're just <laughs> like we just enter into conversation and then talk about like something stinking and i think in one episode they're specifically <laughs> talking about um uh, minoru shirashi <laughs> which is funny oh um, but i just like the show recognizes is like oh we don't have any good like um like you know like bridge between like scenes we just kind of have to like hard cut sometimes it's like what if they they're just talking about something nonsensical like something smelling or whatever uh, it's also a scene where they see a shooting star and i noted is this the titular lucky star is this why the show is called that because <laughs> otherwise oh my God. your guess is as good as mine mm. um and personally i think the only other thing worth talking about in this episode is the lucky channel where minoru defines sundere which I definitely have have heard this exact same argument many a time online of like, well, at one point it meant to be, you know, like a character that like uh, is like aggressive that eventually like, you know, sheds that and becomes like a more like endearing character. And then now it just means like a character that's like both at the same time. And I'm like, I agree, Minoru, like, you know, we've, we've lost our ways. Like these are two separate types of characters. We need two separate words for them, but I don't appreciate that he doesn't have any alternate uh, noun to offer up. Um, I also think it's important to mention there's a uh, little bit where Kagami and Tsugasa switch hairstyles. Yes, that does happen. Um, we got anything else about episode 10? No. I think there's like a gag that was not good, but the uh, just like when Konata says something sketch about her dad, like everyone's outlines just get bolder, and mm. I thought that was neat. Uh, all right. Uh, last thing I got is at the end, uh, the karaoke segment, uh, Kagami sings I'm Proud uh, by Tomomi uh, Kahara, who is a Japanese pop singer. No additional notes there. Uh, and then I already did the voice actor uh, for this one. So we can just go into episode 11, which is called uh, The Many Ways to Spend Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas in January, everybody. Um, also, this one has a shockingly long plot description. For what reason? I don't know why. Uh, but uh, the end of the year is drawing close, and that means Christmas is right around the corner. They get on the topic of how sometimes when they get sleepy on the bus, they sometimes tend to lean on the person next to them. Whenever Kanata gets on her bus, she gets sleepy and falls asleep a few times on the shoulder of the person next to her. Uh, she realizes that she got off the stop before, but whenever she tries to get back to her seat, someone took it and Kanata is forced to stand up. At school, Kagami is annoyed that she didn't get much studying done, uh, but Kanata is proud of how many hours she studied. Whenever Miyuki asks how many hours they uh, studied, it turns out they both studied for four hours. Sakasa talks uh, with Kanata and Miyuki on when they stopped believing in Santa Claus and gets vastly different responses. Kagami notices that she goes to Sukasa's class a little too much, and Miyuki and Sukasa talk about dentists and cavities again. Yui visits Kanada, and they discuss a detective show. The girls also talk about a about how a Christmas cake can seem like a regular cake after the age of 25. That's a weird way to phrase that. We'll come back to that. Uh, before the winter breaks, uh, break before school ends, um, uh, Kana, Kanada and her friends uh, must go through a round of final exams. Uh, though Kanata does not fare as well as she would have liked, she takes a look at Miyuki's grades and is jealous of losing. Uh, not for her grades, but for her bus size. Uh, groan. Uh, Nanako purchases a Christmas cake, and Kanata and Kagami visit the anime shop again. On Christmas Eve, Kanata's dad is upset whenever Kan Kanata is late coming home, but is suddenly overcome by joy. Uh, when she brings him a present, uh, Yui comes to visit them drunk, but is excited that her husband was waiting for her uh, at her parents' house. Kanata logs onto her online game to find her teacher already on. 
The next morning, the girls discuss static electricity by touching the door handles, and Kanata's dad is having fun shocking himself at home. In the Lucky Channel, Akira announces that she will appear in the next episode of Lucky Star. I feel like that episode description gives you a good sense of just how much happens in these episodes, but truly how little happens in these episodes. <laughs> it's like that is an accurate depiction of events, and also like about as much like context for any of those things as as need be provided. Um, I guess the thing about the Christmas cake to elaborate on, because the Wikipedia description fucking bungled that one. Um, they they talk about how like oh after Christmas like a Christmas cake is just a normal cake. It's like how after the age of 25 like you're basically hopeless for being married which is a joke at the expense of their teacher who's like 27 and not married and again more rampant misogyny in the show for no reason other than i guess people in 2007 i.e men in japan in 2007 thought this might have been funny so i i have a bit of insight here um so, so some time ago i was i was seeing someone who was japanese and i had heard i had heard this before like heard that like that's a saying that people would say in japan i when i heard of it i heard it as literally like oh in japan they say this like they being like a nebulous they that after the age of 25 women are people are coming up to the age of 25 women are more and more pressured to find someone because no one wants a leftover christmas cake no one wants a cake after the 25th and i was talking to my partner at the time i was like hey like i heard about this like is that true and she's like yeah like, really shitty people say that. Like, it's not, like, a thing that's said harmlessly. It's not something that's, like, said, like, as, like, a oh, like, it's just a thing people say, but no one really means it. It's meant as, like, a put-down said by, like, older people, typically, to, like, mm. try to, like, push their values onto, onto people or whatever. So it's not, like... Like, it's not, it's not just, like, oh, this would be, like, a funny thing to put in. It's, like, a real thing people say that, like, is not okay. I mean, obviously not okay. But, like, it's not even viewed as, like, oh, you know, it's okay over in Japan. Like, people just say it over there. It's, like, no. This is already something that, like, shitty people say. And it's just in this show as a repeated joke. Like, and not just, like, oh, these characters are saying it. And, like, therefore, like, haha or whatever. Like, the last shot we see of the, the teacher is, like, her walking home from the store with like the cake in her hand. She's like, it's not just a leftover. It's not just a leftover. And then like her name appears on the screen. It's like, you know, miss whatever, uh, age 27 Christmas cake or, or whatever. It's like very misogynistic, like just outright. Just like uncritically copying something your shitty relative yeah. said. Yeah. Well, or that you say, because you are a 40 year old man writing this, <laughs> this sh show. Yeah. Uh, deeply, deeply like, gross thing to have in the show <laughs> i'm wondering if that's in the manga and like what the age of the mangaka and gender was i have no idea but it is like firmly at the expense of the teacher and just like totally uncritically like adopted into the show it's just like a yep here's the thing people say look at this this lame ass 27 year old teacher yeah the uh the uh, the mangaka's a man so <laughs> do we know how how old they were at a time of this uh show born uh 77 so they'd be, they'd be around the the 30 so like of all the mundane stupid shit that they talk about in this show they didn't they didn't see fit see fit to like be like hey well let's examine that for a second like is it mean to call someone a christmas cake there's like nah just say it say it yeah. she's, she's a christmas cake it's fine it's like ugh, ugh. i don't want to say this with too like declarative of a of a stance um because it's just like i i don't have the the cultural context for it 
but the show repeatedly bringing up um, 2chan um, just makes me feel like, oh, this show was just like written by like 2chaners, right? Like, <laughs> like th- these, mm. this, this is the way that those people would have talked about a, a person like the teacher, and that's why it's like that. And like, yeah, that's like obviously reading a lot into it in a way that I'll just like, I, I won't know without someone else filling in the context for me, but that is absolutely the vibe I get from the way that characters like that uh, or like the um, uh, Kanata's cousin uh, the cop uh, get written as well. Um, kind of, kind of surprised for like a mostly uh, we say benign, but like it's got all that stuff in there. <laughs> like it's it's benign in like tone, but like in terms of like subject matter, it's like way more like misogynistic than like I was maybe expecting going in. But hey, it was two thousand seven, I guess. Uh, anyway, we we kind of skipped over. Yeah, I also don't have the context for like how differently image boards are seen in Japan versus. Yep. Uh, the West, because <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There, I should look into like if there's anything about that anywhere. But who knows? I still have to imagine that a lot of um, uh, awful uh, views on the world get espoused in places like that because you know, that's just how the internet works. I I don't I don't think online plus anonymous is like leads to bad shit is a specifically Western thing. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. A general, as soon as you remove someone's name, they 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 are just unbridled. Anyway, we kind of skipped over uh, the normal flow. What was everybody's uh, favorite gag in this episode? I'm looking at my notes. I, I This actually might be the episode I have the least positive <laughs> to say about. Um, I thought the twins in the uh, Shrine Maiden outfits were cute. <laughs> but it's it's spoiled by the fact that the, the, the dad's there and, like, like they say, like yep. yeah, my, and the dad's like really happy to see the shrine maiden costumes. It's like ew. <laughs> Just going off of my notes, my favorite segment in this episode is either it being about Christmas Eve made me think about one of the best episodes of Ping Pong. Um, I was gonna say I think Ping Pong did a better uh, yeah. Christmas episode. I don't want to be. I don't want to jump to anything, but you know. <laughs> uh, and then I guess my next most positive note is just the fact that uh, Sukasa and Miyuki sing uh, Dorimon's song at the end of this episode. That's probably the best <laughs> part of the episode. Uh, Danny, what, what was your favorite <laughs> part of the episode? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It's not. It's it's in this episode, but it's also not. Uh, the fact that uh, Akira announces that she's going to be in the next episode of Lucky Star and mm. how that pays off. That's, That's good. That worked for me. Yeah. Um, this also did have a point where I was like, Oh, this is why the comedy is not working for me. Uh, the scene where the cop cousin's like, this is why cops are so useless. And I'm like, oh, I get it because she's a cop. Like, good joke, show. You did it. But then, of, co- of course, uh, Kunada has to say internally, but aren't you a cop? And it's like, okay, I got it. I got it. You don't have to, you don't have to say it, uh, show. Uh, but it did. Um, so... Yeah, so for for an episode called The Many Ways to Spend Christmas Eve, you would think the bulk of the episode is about how all the different characters spend Christmas Eve. I've seen plenty, like, Ping Pong's not the only one. I've seen plenty of shows, even, like, comedy shows like this that have this exact same kind of episode. Um, Yet, the first, like, half of this episode is consumed by the girls talking about falling asleep on the train and missing their stop. 
to the point where like you know if, there, if there's like a a, a scene in, in any of these episodes like didn't really land for me or whatever i don't really like call it out of my notes but i literally like called out of my notes like oh my fucking god the scene just keeps on going do something else <laughs> like i get it they keep falling asleep on the train what else is there to do um and it goes on for like eight minutes and i'm like why is this episode called this if we're gonna spend so much time on on anything else um so that really bothered me and then it's at this point you, that i really oh sorry you, you can go ahead Get something well you 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 forgot the most important part it's oh. that also the dad one time got on a train yes and he went one way and then fell back asleep on the other way and then fell back asleep another way because <laughs> you're like oh it's done they've gone through all the girls they're gonna stop yeah. and then they're like my dad i'm like oh no <laughs> right um it just truly keeps going um in a way that that's shocking um and then it, it was around this time that i I kind of clued into one of the other things that's really bringing down my enjoyment of the show beyond the music uh, not being to taste is um, whenever the show is not like, oh, they're doing a thing, right? Like spoilers for the next episode, they go to Comiquette and it's actually pretty great. Or like in the last batch of episodes we watched where they go to the beach and it's like, oh, there's like an event, like they're doing a thing. Anytime it's just, like, them shooting the shit in school or like on the train or whatever, I'm like, I like... I like these characters, but in a way where I need them to be doing something. I don't like them in a way where I'm I'm okay with them just, like, talking about nonsense for, like, minutes at a time. You know, like, I need them to be, like, actually doing something. It's fine if there's no plot, but I need, like, a, oh, we're going to go to a cafe. Like, the, you know, when they go to the cake buffet. Like, that's, that's the kind of thing I want. But when it's just, like, oh, we're literally just going to talk about experiences we had on the train. I'm, like, this is not enough for like the tone and pace of the show like i need something more substantial and fortunately i got it the very next episode after i made this note but i was like this is why i'm like not fully vibing with the show is like a full 80 percent of it is just like them talking about like studying habits and like what they do in their free time or whatever in a way that's like fine enough for like once or twice but when it's like the bulk of the show it's like it, it gets kind of uh annoying after a while well, that's the thing like people like to say that like Seinfeld is a show about nothing or whatever, but it's not like not really like shit happens in that show. It's just not like some global arc or, you know, some big like, you know, we're learning about ourselves kind of thing like stuff happens. It's not just people talking about the most asinine shit like stuff that and it's not even like, oh, this is like a relatable discussion and we're getting a lot of different perspectives on it. It's like it's just nothing it's just it's just this void of like oh yeah so, like sometimes i i do get sleepy on the train sure but like just imagine if you're talking to someone and they start saying that and you're like oh haha same and then they just keep going yeah and they just keep going and it's like it's not it's not enjoyable well that's the thing there's there's no like conflict in their conversation they're all just like oh haha yeah that happens to me too like if it were literally a seinfeld scene where like if like george came into jerry's apartment and talked about falling asleep on the subway and missing his stop like jerry would be like incredulous like what do you mean you fell asleep on the train how can that happen to somebody like like there would be like <laughs> conflict in that scene like it'd still be a scene about nothing but like there'd be more like you know back and forth where it's like this it's it's literally just all the middle like yeah that happens to me too and it's like cool i guess maybe if i was fortunate enough to live in a country with public transportation i would find this more relatable but uh unfortunately i have to drive myself everywhere um but yeah just i wouldn't find it eight minutes relatable that's for fucking sure no matter where i live yes and i guess i lied about whatever other episode i said had the least amount of notes this is 
easily the least amount of notes I have for any of these episodes. Uh, I don't know. Did we have anything else to say about this one? I, I don't have anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I already mentioned they sing Doraemon's song at the end of the episode. It's the best part of the episode. Um, I got a voice actor. Uh, Tado Hiragi, who is Sukasa and Kagami's dad, is voiced by Toru Furusawa. He is uh, Seshiro uh, Sakurazuka in X1999. He is Millions Knives in um, uh, the original Trigun anime, not the new one. Um, it's just a great name, Millions Knives. Um, <laughs> he is uh, Nakano, or Nakago in Fushigi Yugi. He is Deckard in Brave Police J. Deckard, which is a 90s Sunrise anime, or mecha anime specifically. Uh, he is Shugo Daimon in Cross Game. Uh, and he is three characters in Gundam X. He is Kroka, Zakarat, Dotnell, and Marcus Guy in Gundam X. Gundam mm. X has some of the best Gundam names. I love Marcus Guy as a name. Well, that brings us to episode 12, which is called Let's Go to the Festival. Wonder what festival. Uh, Kanata, Kagami, and Tsukasa go to Kamaket 71. While Kagami can bear our Kagami can bear the massive event. Tsukasa can't take too much being a first timer and is eventually unable to get what Kanata asked her to pick up. Meanwhile, it appears that Akira uh, Kagami makes an appearance, uh, as declared in the previous episode's Lucky Channel. However, it turns out to be just a cardboard cutout her uh, with a message stating that Akira cannot attend because of sudden illness. After the morning trip around Kamaket, Kanada uh, meets Sukasa and Kagami at a New Year's festival and receives very bad luck in a lottery drawing. At home, Kanada goes out of her way to be nice to her dad in order to receive her New Year's allowance. Uh, she logs into her game to wish uh, others a happy new year online, only to once again encounter her teacher. In the Lucky Channel, Minoru is the one doing the intro. Uh, Akira is still present, but she is wearing a mask over her mouth. Uh, Minoru explains that Akira suddenly fell ill and therefore cannot appear in episode 12 of Lucky Star. Uh, so yeah, this episode was pretty fucking great. Uh, this is like easily the best episode because like they have a thing to do. They go to Kamaket. Yeah. And it's like all the like like nerd references and stuff like actually like make sense uh and like are appropriate uh but what was everybody's uh favorite scene in this one uh probably the anime guys showing up again also have some additional notes on that uh when we get to the voice actor um my favorite was um uh kagami uh picking up the full metal panic bl and not being able to handle what is going on with uh, the in that i yeah no i uh grabbed the screen cap of that and edited it edited it to yuri and posted on twitter because that's what i do wow really uh bl erasure going on over here i see how it is yeah this is pretty great um i love like uh you know, like Kanata being like a regular at Comic Hat and being like, "Yeah, I, I first came when I was five years old. My dad brought me," and it's like her, her dad really is a um, outsized bad influence on her life. <laughs> to be, mm. to be clear, one hundred percent. And um, before I get to the voice actor notes, some other notes about the animate um, segment. Um, so, well, I, I guess this kind of ties into the the voice actor notes a little bit. So this is like a preview, but. Um, the character who, like, the, the other worker uh, at the animate stand with Mato, um, the character that I mentioned before, um, the the other guy is is just credited as um, Sugita um, because he's voiced by uh, Tomokazu Sugita. I'll get to those notes later. 
Um, but it's funny because they're arguing over which like l- like um, bonus merch to give this one customer. And uh, Mato is arguing uh, to give them like a like you know like a character card for Sosuke from Full Metal Panic, and the other guy is arguing for uh, Kion, who's um, a main character in the Haruhi series, and they're arguing for those characters because they both voice those representative characters, right? <laughs> um, so it's oh. like a little bit of uh, added humor to that scene. Um, Danny, did you say what your favorite scene was? I think I, I have I a did. guess because you said I, it last time. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes, that I did love that the gag where uh, you know it's just her sign and then her sign gets like knocked over and then picked back up again. Um, <laughs> I do think it would have worked a little better if it was like more in the background instead of like having its own little shot to it. But I did, I did yeah. like it. I feel like my my own like my self contained gag that I like uh, that doesn't you know wasn't set up last episode is when uh, legendary girl A herself oh. uh, goes up to the like Dojin stand like for like the or the stall or whatever you want to call it the table and uh like they're like oh like we we tried really hard on the the concert scene like please let us know what you think and she just goes like eh it's iffy and puts it back down on leaves thought that was funny i also did not know what comic it was i had no fucking clue what was going on for a little bit i was like okay it's like a general anime convention or or whatever manga whatever uh i did not realize it was a a, a very specific thing that is real, uh, and B, that it's like a doujin convention, specifically? Mostly. mostly. Um, I mean, like, we had official, like, a real store selling stuff, as well as, you know, like, all these people with their... Yeah, I did like I did like the president showing up who is like dressed in like a white suit and like punches them through the wall or something. This just goes to show that um or, or I guess this this marks you as the most um pure of the bunch because I'm sure me and Danielle <laughs> both know Comicet very well from uh, BL and GL uh, perspectively. Um, mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I, because I yes. did I, <laughs> I, I, in my notes, I I made a note saying I would have given this show an A plus because they're like uh, Kanata's like you know they're in line uh, and saying like okay I need like here's a map like this is your 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 plan you you know make sure to hit these guys before noon because they're gonna sell it really quick and then go over here here's your coffee like or like here's your ammo and she gives them like yeah. a coffee and like a, a, a money a purse of money or whatever. And I was like, if if they had made the next like ten minutes like an extended like Metal Gear Solid bit, <laughs> where they have to like sneak around to get to where they need to go or whatever, like that would have been like an A plus kind of thing. They don't do that, which is fine. Like that was just me head like a uh, dream casting or whatever you want to call it, head cannoning the the sequence. But uh, but yeah, no, it was yeah, definitely d- my favorite episode of the bunch for sure. <laughs> Yes, I did. I did really like Kanata laying out the battle plan for like, like she's drawn maps and everything. It's like, okay, go to these tables first, and then you can circle back to these tables because they're not going to be popular. Like it'll be fine after like you know, three o'clock or whatever. Um, I also like that. Like it's a little thing, but like you know, like Sukasa very easily gets overwhelmed by the whole thing, and like Kanata's not like mad that she didn't get the stuff she mm-hmm. asked her to get. She's like, oh, it's fine. It's your first time. Like, you know, it's the afternoon. We'll just chill out the rest of the day and make sure you have a good time. Like, like it's one of the rare bits of, like, Kanata, like, explicitly just being a good friend <laughs> to one of them, you know? Uh, not, like, she, that she's, like, a bad friend, but it's, like, it's the first time the show's kind of drawn attention to, like, oh, you know, like, she's, like, you know, like, being a good sport about the whole thing um, in a way that you could 
Kanata is the type of character that they could have very easily written her blowing up at Tsukasa, and it would have like landed within like how they've written the character. Um, so I'm kind of glad that it was just like, eh, it's whatever. Like I got what I wanted. Um, and also like other than like the shrine visit at the like I guess like most of the episode is comic head and it's like the most other than like the beach episode it's the most like what episode's been like devoted to like a singular thing makes me wonder if like this was in the manga um because it doesn't feel like something that would have happened in a i mean maybe i guess maybe like the the manga like focuses on comic head for a oh minute, like but... uh, tons of manga end up having the characters go to comic head because the manga well i mean what they i know that but like for a four fo- for a four coma manga to spend that much time at comic head I would not be surprised if this was anime original, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, no, I've seen it in Forkoma. Like, I, I know Yuri Yuri has several comic oh, sure. chapters. I guess it'd be like a bunch of disjointed uh, yeah. four, four panel kind of things. Like, I guess, yeah, oh, that's here's the thing. The little is vignette like, of... Yeah. yeah, like the whole thing seems a bit more like cohesive than it. the rest mm-hmm. of the show is um, in a way that's like surprising. My only note about the shrine visit at the second half of the episode is uh, I wrote... Uh, the comic cat half of the episode thumbs up the shrine visit half of the episode thumbs down so i don't know what it is about the the shrine visit that turned me off maybe it was kanata's dad it was the, the dad or mostly it was just <laughs> it was probably just like boring compared to the like extremely strong first part of the episode um, yeah god i'd fucking love way more shit like that with them like actually doing otaku shit yeah rather than just kanata making references exactly out of nowhere I just want the next 12 episodes to be like fucking uh, Kagami's Fujo arc. That's all I want out of the show now. <laughs> oh, well, it, never, it never will be. It never could be. <laughs> like, that's the funny thing is like, this is the first time the show really goes in on otaku shit. Like, this is not like a normal thing for the show. In fact, the yeah. only person who's like generally interested in like manga at all is is Kanata. Um, which like good on uh, Tsukasa and uh, Kagami for like showing up for a friend like this seems like the kind of thing where it's like like oh, I'm not really interested in it but like my friend wants to go so like yeah we'll make a day out of it kind of thing which is nice of like cool uh not that the show like explicitly explicitly that's me drawing into the show like way more than it actually says uh not to like give it cre- more credit than it deserves or anything like that um but also I I do love love in the ironic form uh, I, I don't like it actually. The the fact that oh she she goes back onto the game and of course her teacher's there because that's all she does because she's you know probably a Christmas cake and you know she's over twenty five and not really worth much as a woman. Uh, but like the the fact that it I'm happens... imagining the the seeded Scooby Doo monsters unleashed where they cut Fred out of context where he's like I think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> it's like someone's gonna cut you out of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> saying that. As as a misogynist, I can say, but um, no, the um, the uh, uh, it, it reminds me of like we talked a little bit about like in Penguin Drum, for example, like kind of the use of repetition and like how disrupting that later on, like by kind of setting you up into repetition, you then can like kind of agitate that more and more as as time goes on to nebulous effect, you know or varied effect in, in paying a drum, uh, you know, depending on who you ask. Uh, here, they're not doing that. They're just doing the same thing over and over again because it reads, like, something out. Like, if if the first half of this episode was, like, anime original, I wouldn't be shocked because this last bit 
does feel like like the logging into the the game to see the teacher that does feel like something where like the mangaka was coming up on deadline and there she was like well or he was like just like, well, i'm just gonna uh, she logs onto the the computer game again and that's where the teacher is like it just feels like a like a last minute like ah, just fuck it just put it in there like whatever i don't care um it's but it's not done to any like good effect it's just the same thing uh like if you could go through the wikipedia article you could probably put the like parentheses once again or yet again oh, yeah. to like a lot of sentences um and again not to like good effect not to like show how things are changing because nothing does change not to go back to a good gag as like a recurring gag because it's not like it's a gag but like it's not like that funny it's like yeah the teacher has a hobby you know she plays final fantasy a lot like i'm sorry for her loss but like you know that's fine like <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, it, it, it kind of goes to show how, like, inappropriate it is to be playing an MMO with your teacher. It's like, you you probably just shouldn't know when your teacher is and isn't playing their favorite online game, you know, for, for these kinds of reasons. Like, it's like a weird, like, invasion in, into their privacy in a way. Well, and it's it's also, like, like it's, it's also framed kind of insultingly. Like, like Kanata's like, oh, she, she must really have nothing else to do. Like, she must, yeah. like, she's playing games on New Year's. And like, and again, it's kind of like having disdain for, like, people who probably make up a good amount of your audience. Like, people who play MMOs probably also, you know, were your audience or whatever. Um, it's, just, it's just, like, a weird thing to, like, throw in there where it's like, mm, like, that's not a neutral statement to, to make of, like, oh, like, because, again, it, same thing with the Christmas cake thing. It's, like, at her expense, it's not, like, laughing with the audience. It's kind of poking fun at the audience in a way that the show has not earned. Like, you could do that. It Like, a show can do that. A show can, like, point out how silly things are or, like, you know, kind of poke fun at the audience of, like, ah, oh, like, we all do that, huh? But, like, the show has not earned that at all. <laughs> yeah. And the, there's some parts where it gets there where it is just like, haha, we're we're like this too. Uh, when it's like, you know, like Kanata like trying to study and then she logs on and it's like, oh, well, I got this rare piece yeah. of gear. I guess I have to test it out. But when it's like making fun of the teacher, that's when it's like, oh, you're like making fun of your target audience in a way that feels like rude. And as someone yeah. that no shame did spend their New Year's gaming, I played through the entirety of Immortality, which is a great fucking game uh, for my New Year's. Uh, I'm personally offended. Can't believe the show would, would ostracize <laughs> me like that. Um, well, again, it's also framed as like, oh, she's like too old for this. Like she's playing kid game. Like kids yeah. play games. She's an adult. She should be doing other stuff. And it's like, yeah. okay. And also mm. it's like wrapped around the the effervescent uh, uh, misogyny about like, she should be yeah. married. Like, why isn't she like, <laughs> like tending to her husband that she doesn't have? You know, it's like, you know, doesn't come out and say that, but it might as well. Right. Like that's what that that show is like building that character up as is that she's like squandering her time when she could be getting married and having a family. And it's like, fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, you know, you know, my, my favorite gag might actually be, I, I missed it in my notes cause I have a little tiny note at the beginning. Um, she's on the phone with, uh, uh, Kanata's on the phone with Kagami and, uh, Kagami's like, I didn't see your letter or something like that. Are you not doing it because you are, you're in mourning? And uh, Kanata's like, what are you talking about? And Kagami's like, I remember you you missed class one year because someone like died like around this time, right? And uh, Kanata's like, oh, don't worry about that. And Kagami's like, did you see that in like a manga? Like, did, did, basically, like, did you make up someone dying to get out of going to class? Which <laughs> I was like, uh, who hasn't? You know, just just gal things, just gal things. Um, 
I think that's all I got. Y'all got anything else about this episode? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, the oh, the sign that said that uh, Akira was sick uh, mm-hmm. wasn't translated in the sub notes. No. So yeah. I was like, it's like, what the fuck does that say? And then at the end, I kind of gleaned. I'm like, oh, it's because she was sick or whatever. I liked. I liked the fact that she basically was like grumbling the whole because she couldn't talk. All right. Like, oh. So, question for y'all. Yes. Do we want to watch the rest of the show? Because I'm fine with just moving on to the next thing, because I don't think the next two episodes are going to say anything new or interesting about the show. <laughs> I'm completely fine with moving on. It's my pick, so that's why I wanted to bring it up. Well, that would be my answer, is it is your pick, so I, I would let you decide. I'm going to say we're good. We covered... I'm still going to, like, go finish the show myself, but I don't need to, like, discuss it with y'all. Like, I'll still bring it up in the... What else were you watching? But I feel like we got the the point, <laughs> and the point is uh, watching Ichijo instead. <laughs> I, I, out of curiosity, just kind of like started skimming for just to see if like and in the plot descriptions, I mean, just to <laughs> see like, if I... anything fucking wild happens. Uh, and I will say, episode twenty two, first sentence: <laughs> Konata's late mother, Kanata, appears as a spirit as she looks over family in the room. I'm like, wait a minute. We're bringing the afterlife into this? Uh. (laughs) I'm okay with that, but uh, that means... um, Oh, okay. Actually, that works out perfectly. I was going to say, oh, someone's got to make their pick, like, now. Um, But uh, our our next episode would be a a special one-off anyway. So um, I'm okay with that. Is is that going to line up with the... Oh, it will. It will perfectly, I think, because this episode is going to drop on the 25th, and then the next episode after will drop on the 8th, and that is as close as can be to our two-year anniversary. So that actually kind of works out perfectly. Definitely going to do a another show-and-tell episode. We've already decided on that. So I think what we'll do is do the show-and-tell, and then we've got some other ideas planned for like maybe like the second half of said episode um but we can we can talk about that afterwards i guess but i i think we're we've definitely i i have it on on my spreadsheet for us to do a show and tell after we finish lucky star so that is the plan yeah like i'd rather move on to stuff that i feel like we can talk about more instead of spending four whole episodes on lucky star <laughs> we'll do a show and tell and danielle brings the second half of lucky star to the show and tell. <laughs> To be fair, skimming through um, uh, some of these episode descriptions, not to spoil Danielle for anything, uh, we do apparently get to see the cosplay cafe, the the legendary Uh, cosplay cafe. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) No, like, I'm absolutely going to finish the show. I just don't feel like we need to use the podcast to do it. I don't... Because, like, even this episode, a lot of it was like, hey, same observations as last time. I will say, though, uh, not to toot our own horn i feel like this was a much more fruitful discussion than the first time i don't know why i think we maybe just like (laughs) sat with the show enough to like have like solidified our views on it but i feel more confident about the things i said on this episode than i did on the last episode i don't know if that comes across or not to you dear listener Uh, apparently in one of the episodes they have a, a discussion about the Gundam franchise. Well, you've got so. me for that, so we don't need to watch the. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Somehow, and I've got Yuri more to say up. about Seed Destiny later, <laughs> later on in this episode. Uh, okay. We'll get to. Um, the only things I know about the second half of the show um, from just you know like researching around is that um, they stopped doing the karaoke uh bits at the end of the episode. Which, by the way, for this last episode, episode twelve, um, there's two. 
Kanata sings uh, the theme song to Go Godman, which is a tokusatsu show, which is a bop, and Go Godman's cool. Uh, I've not watched all of it, but uh, I've seen enough. Go Godman is is cool seventies toku, and then um, Kanata afterwards sings um, uh, Makinade by Zard, which is a good song. Um, but um, I do know that in the second half of the show, that gets replaced by Minoru Shiraishi singing songs instead. Uh, so that's like a fun mm. little bit. And also, I know that all the other girls that are clearly like they're not just background characters; they're like actual characters in the OP actually start to show up and be characters in the second half of the show which it just feels like like there's no justifiable reason why they couldn't be introduced (laughs) in these first 12 episodes like it's not like oh we really needed that third bit where um kanada is gonna play mmos instead of studying we really needed to see that for a third (laughs) time instead of i don't know introducing some other characters uh but whatever i didn't i didn't work on the show i didn't get to make those decisions i'll update everyone on it once i watch more is just not the uh the kind of show i want to be like taking notes about it's a little <laughs> sure i would have been totally happy to watch more but um it is it is your call and i will happily add this to my this my also list. lets me um lets me uh pick a longer show for oh true pick, yeah you, which was... you found a loophole uh-huh. I, I mean the show i'm thinking of is 12 double length episodes and i feel like that one's gonna be more interesting to talk about 12 double length episodes i don't even know what you could be katana gatari oh you've you've mentioned this before and i've also been like wait those are double length episodes i keep forgetting that sure i'll watch that final thoughts on this show for me i would say i think that in these 24 episodes without seeing the last half but i would bet you that either to to make this more palatable i would have either made each episode like a bumper like five minutes kind of thing or i bet you could probably find like the best scenes from each episode but you know one or two scenes whatever and just like i mean because it doesn't fucking matter what order you put these together you could shuffle them it doesn't matter just make a fucking youtube account lucky star funny moments yeah (laughs) youtube yes uh but like you could just like the 24 episodes could probably be shrunk down to like 12, yeah. um, if not maybe less, depending on the less second half of the season. But uh, there's there's things to enjoy in here, not for me. Like I just there's it like not like oh like it's just it, the show is just not for me. Uh, but like I could see there being things that work here. Yeah, my feeling is that like and granted, like it sounds like all of this is like straight from the manga so you can't like change that but i feel like if you made like this exact same style of show in i guess now it's 2023 almost at 2022 um but this kind of show in in uh present year works a lot better to me than it does in 2007 and, and part of that is just because like the comedy is not aged well but also i just feel like the specific type of like uh cultural touchstones that this show has from 2007 just I don't even think would have landed well for me in 2007. Um, but there's stuff I like. I really like, like, the little things I think more shows should do. Like, the fact that each of these episodes ends with the characters singing karaoke of, like, other famous, like, uh, Japanese pop songs or Annie songs is really good. And I wish that kind of stuff showed up in more things. Um, and the character designs are cute. That's To me, that's probably the best age part of this is, like, I do like the character designs. Um uh, especially like six more episodes in like they really like grew on me in a way not that i hated them 
or anything to begin with, but they really, they really did grow on me where it's like, oh, I like these. Like, Tsukasa, like, started to make a lot more sense to me the more I watched. It's just like, oh, she's just got, like, a cute design, and I like her vibe. Um, yeah. I just wish these characters yeah. had better things to do, and there were less creepy old men both in the show and working on the show, I guess. They do a little more, like, with the animation, too, I think. Like, you know, looking just looking at Danielle's tweet, the... Uh, you know, her getting all red faced. And so not like not like groundbreaking or anything like that, but they do a little like it's a little more animated, whereas before I feel like it was kind of static a lot of the time outside of the the ribbons yeah. emoting. Ribbons emoting is always good. I yeah, I just like the two twins being on screen. They're adorable and they're both bunny. TBH. Mm-hmm. I assume those are your final thoughts. Uh, the the twins are both bunny. <laughs> <laughs> QED. Yeah. Um no, my final thoughts are the show's fine. It's not the best or the worst within genre. It's, you know, still has that cultural cachet that makes it um, worth checking out, I guess, at least, just because of, like, well-known show. But, like I said, it's not the best in a genre. It's not the worst. It's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no Nishi Joe. That's the... This is the takeaway. The if, if you're going to watch one comedy show animated by <laughs> uh, Kyoto Animation... Uh, May I suggest Nietzsche Joe, uh, which we should definitely cover on the show at some point. I will definitely pick that given a long enough time if neither of y'all do, because Nietzsche Joe is great. And uh, real ones know that at one point we used to use <laughs> a literal screenshot from Nietzsche Joe for our pod- podcast art. Now we have our our lovely uh, commissioned podcast art, but before in the before times. Um, yeah, before anyway, Apple Podcast was like, no, you can't yeah. do that. Actually, yeah, if you listen to us on op- Apple Podcast, you you couldn't have done that. Like, I don't know, like a year ago, whenever we yeah. <laughs> changed the art, <laughs> uh, we really upgraded. Um, before I fully move on, I do have one more voice actor, which I already alluded to, but um, the animate coworker in this episode, who who is just credited as Sugita, is voiced by Tomokazu Sugita. Uh, who is fucking uh, Gintoki Sak- uh, Sakata in Gintama, the main fucking character of uh, uh, Gintama, like hugely popular uh, Shonen Jump series Gintama. Um, so it's just like wild <laughs> to be like, oh, okay. Um, but he is also uh, several other interesting things. He is um, a Joseph Joestar in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure 2012. He is Kyon in um, Haruhi Suzumiya, which I've mentioned before. Uh, he is uh, Katakuri uh, Charlotte in One Piece. He is Toru uh, Kapakura in Wotakoi. I love him uh, in that show. Uh, he's Yusuke in Persona Four or Persona Five. That's for you, Danny. Um, uh-huh. He is Takumi uh, Mayama in Honey and Clover. Uh, show very high on list of things I need to watch. Uh, this is for you, Danielle. He is John Wayne versing Torix in Symphogear. <laughs> Which I didn't. I think that that character is often called um, Doctor Vare, but that's his oh full okay, name. that's who it fucking. But that's is. his full name, and I was like, "What do you mean that character's full name is John Wayne versing <laughs> Torix?" Um, he is also Beethoven in Classical Lloyd, which I have not thought about since I watched that show. But that is a fun show about Beethoven and oh god, it's like Bach or somebody else being like modern music producers it's wild that show's cool um 
He is uh, Tatsuyuki uh, uh, Misumi in Sangatsu no Lion. Um, and he is Yolan Kent in Gundam Seed Destiny, um, who I literally just watched the episode where this character goes, hey, maybe dropping a colony on the earth is a good idea. <laughs> it's basically the function that <laughs> character uh, uh, has in the episode. Uh, so shout outs to Yolan Kent. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess... Surprise to all of us that wraps us up on uh, Lucky Star. That was your little little tasting of Kyoani's 2007 comedy anime. Cool. Speaking of tasting, uh, we took a break. Oh, we take breaks. Yes. I, I edit out, uh, dear listener. And uh, going back to the show, the show discussed uh, uh, blood types and sushi recommendations. Uh, and we had mentioned BuzzFeed. And we're like, well, let's see if there's a, a sushi recommendation we could find based off our blood type. There's not that I could find, at least. Uh, but we did find a BuzzFeed. Was it recommendations? Quiz. I thought it was just they, they were doing like personality quizzes. Was, I think it was basically like a personality quiz. Uh, that they were doing no but it, it was like no it was like based on your blood type you should but your blood type would be one of the questions on oh there. probably yeah but uh so we looked at uh what 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 sushi type are we um so we took a little buzzfeed quiz shout out to uh lily green 17 uh community contributor with twelve thousand eight hundred forty points on buzzfeed uh which i didn't know existed but good for you um so what what type of sushi are we i got an avocado roll just avocado roll yeah do you want to read it's got like a little blurb do you want to read the blurb oh i closed it oh, out <laughs> i i got the, i got the same thing though uh oh my and God. it says refreshingly understated your light-hearted and calm personality makes you both charming and easy to get along with quiet Wait. but friendly you're an instant hit with everyone you meet okay Wait, sure. so you got avocado maki is what it says right yes that's mm-hmm. what i i got as well <laughs> <laughs> Which, for the record, uh, the photo is not of, like, avocado maki. There's just, like, a generic yeah. sushi platter. That, like, that's, that's like so a cucumber funny. roll. Yeah. That's, so, that's extremely We are cool. all avocado maki. I also said during our break that I just proclaim myself as the uh, long tamago that was uh, going around on Twitter <laughs> recently. <laughs> BuzzFeed can, can tell me whatever it wants, but I, I believe my own truth um okay uh well i guess that was a lucky star uh but um we should talk about what other anime we're watching this is where i steal the reins to say i watched the greatest episode of anime of all time do you have a guess what it might be is it a fucking gundam scene no it's not gundam uh i did tweet about it i watched uh i'm getting caught up on things i didn't finish last season and i watched episode seven of season two of pop team epic which is the greatest episode of anime ever made um if you've seen season one they made a second hellshake yano episode that is even better than the first hellshake yano episode and i was literally just making the pog face the entire time i was watching (laughs) anime cannot top uh hellshake yano um uh it i i would truly recommend uh maybe maybe you should watch i don't know what episode it is in the first season but maybe you should watch like the first uh hell Shikiano episode in season one of pop team epic and then watch the second one but you could also totally just watch season two episode seven uh and just have a great time it it truly needs to be seen to be believed my words could not describe it um i really need to watch the second season of that it's show <laughs> very good i'm still not finished i have like four or five episodes left but i watched that one the other day it was like oh my god god i ha- i i also have like no idea how to watch pop team of it because do i just watch the full episode in one sitting or do i like make some order or something it's, it's, 
I don't want to think about uh, I just watched it in one sitting. You just watch it twice. Because if you don't know, Pop Team Epic does... It's basically a 12-minute episode twice where there's two different sets of voice actors for the same episode. And there's, like, subtle differences and stuff. Like, in episode six, the male voice uh, cast is uh, two voice actors that voice characters in Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc-V. And there's a reference to Arc-V that's made in their half of the episode that's not made in the first half that I totally, like, popped for. Um, But anyway... I watched other things, even though that was by far the best. Um, second best was I finished Loop on Zero. Uh, it was only six episodes, so I'm already done with it. Uh, episode five was gay as hell. Um, <laughs> just, like, fucking took my breath away. Was was not prepared for um, uh, the little moment that Lupin and, and Jigen have at the end of episode five. And then episode six was was all right. I think like the overarching plot of the series was pretty mid, but like the stuff with Lupin and Jigen was good enough that it, it made up for it. I really enjoyed it. Not my favorite Lupin thing, but still really good. And I, you know, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, like, why are they even making this? And I'm like, eh, it, it kind of justified itself. If they wanted to make more, I would, I would be happy with that. Um, I started a couple of uh, new things from this currently airing anime season. Um, I started Buddy Daddies, which uh, just aired its second episode yesterday. The premise is like um, two assassins have to take care of a four-year-old girl, um, hence the Buddy Daddies uh, title. And I, I checked out the first episode being like, oh, haha, they're totally like trying to do a spy family thing. Um, but I, I assume given production schedules that it wasn't that. Maybe, like, they were influenced by the manga, but definitely not the Spy Family anime. And it's definitely different enough that it's, like, its own thing. But it kind of blew me away. It's, like, a really fun premise. The main characters are both great. The little girl is very cute. And I was, because uh, I have this kind of person, um, blown away by how good the sound design was. It's a show where the two main characters are shooting a lot of guns, and the, the guns sound really good. Like, the mix is really good, and the, the sound design is really good. Uh, I would highly recommend it. It's probably the best thing I'm watching. Um that's airing right now uh i also watched two other th- or three other things jesus what am i doing i thought i was gonna only watch a few things this season um <laughs> to be fair one of these is short i watched uh yiji niji yon which is the uh love live niji sanji uh not niji sanji i do that all the time niji kasaki <laughs> um short form anime they're like three minute episodes uh with like kind of chibi versions of the characters doing cute things it's cute if you like love live if you don't watch love live then you can pass um but i think it's cute uh then despite my better intentions i watched the first episode of the fourth season of bungo stray dogs um a show that i have seen the previous three seasons but because the, the seasons air so sporadically from one another, it's been so long since I've seen the first season that I don't remember what happened in the first season and much less the second or third seasons. Um, but I was like, eh, I'll check out the first episode. And the first episode was just like good enough that I was like, ah, I don't care if I don't remember what happened. Like, I like these characters and the premise of the like kind of initial arc of the show is is really good. It's like a flashback uh, arc with two of the characters that I like. Um so that's good. More of the stuff I like. And then similar in terms of things I just checked out and then was like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll watch this is um, the new Trigun show, Trigun Stampede, which I wasn't sure before watching it if it was a sequel or like remake because um, I just don't really pay attention to the advertisement. It is a remake, but it's a very different remake. They kind of tell you some of like the what are 
what I remember to be later reveals in the original Trigon anime, like from the jump, which I don't know if that works that well, because I think that's some of the goofier shit from Trigun. Um, but the part where it is just like a space western uh, with like a goofy main character works pretty well for me. Um, so I guess I'll keep everybody updated on that. Uh, and then the only other thing I got is I did watch more Sea Destiny, which, as I mentioned, I forgot how stupid episode five of Sea Destiny is, where they basically just do a another, because Gundam has done multiple of these, another redo of Char's counterattack, where someone is trying to drop some large celestial body onto the Earth, and uh, it is Sea Destiny, so it is uh, not very competent at doing that. <laughs> uh, but I had a laugh uh, watching that and, and listening to uh, Emma Jackson react to that on great gun the project uh but that was enough for me uh danielle what other uh anime and or visual novels i guess have you been checking out <laughs> well um i'll wait till next podcast to talk about the stuff this season because i think i've only watched one episode of new anime just by like scheduling who i'm watching with what it's only my it's very well animated garbage. Uh, this is my whole. It was made for me. I I love it. <laughs> Leaving it at that. For I now. love this about you. But I read the the anime film uh, right up on that first episode. I was like, yep, I, I don't need to watch it. I understand why Danielle likes that, <laughs> but it is not not I my have kind of garbage. Issues with that anime anime film right up tbh. But uh, yeah, no, I would have much preferred them to get a transfrem perspective on it because I feel like that's a lot more interesting. But. Anyways, um, God, I like quote tweeted their tweet about it and got them to change the tweet because their quote tweet was like, oh, the manga is not horny. And I was like, there's pissing scenes in the manga. <laughs> Don't fucking say that. <laughs> so uh, wait for everyone on the Twitter to be like, wait, why is she pissing herself in a few weeks? It'll happen. <laughs> but um, in light, no, I was going to say in lighter news, but <laughs> not a light VN. Wait, this, <laughs> not this, a light VN at fucking all. Is Jesus there pissing Christ. in Zubi? <laughs> oh no, but there's well, sexual assault scenes. It. One of which was oh, so severe okay. was uh, not involved in the Western release. Um, but I finished Zubihibi. It is uh, one of those things that you need a fucking mountain of content warnings before uh, starting, for sure. Like, but um, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm way better about. Um, that kinds of stuff in visual novels, maybe because I can control the speed at which it goes compared to like a movie mm, or something. That's a good point. But yeah, no, I finished it. It was it's now one of my favorite visual novels. It um it does the whole structure of like different POVs over a set amount of days very, very well with like how it doles out new details and new perspectives and how the characters change with those different perspectives. It's just really great um of course a lot of the stuff i see online about it is like the oh what really happened type shit instead of you know engaging with the thematics because fucking of course but um yeah no i love me um love me a uh, visual novel with really fucked up shit where the thematics is all about you know like uh fucking trying to find happiness in everyday life i think that contrast works really well in super tv i i gave up on it midway through completely understand because the second route and that main character's pov is some it's rough (laughs) there was there was one part that i i like got closure and i was like okay that's all i need like i don't need any more uh i just remember yeah route that was there was one part where i 
dropped it for like a few months because the one route just was pretty perfect to me. Like that was still like the highlight of the visual novel to me, but I just <laughs> yeah, I got so much closure from that point that I just stopped for a bit. But yeah, no, I really like it. Um if that sounds like something that's interested interesting to you, uh look up some content warnings if you before uh uh, actually starting to read it, but yeah. Uh, the route I'm thinking of, I think it ends on like a train or something. Does that sound familiar? Or am I thinking of a different VN? You're thinking of uh, or more Murder on the Orient Express. A very um, oh. easy mistake to me. <laughs> or like this, or like they're on the Starlight Express or something. Yeah, or... there's a extended like Starlight Express reference at uh, the true ending of. Sorry, not true. So, like, the game structure is, like, there's routes in sequential order with several endings to each of the routes. Some of them will just be, like, that's the end. Some of them are the uh, routes you need to clear to unlock the next one. Yeah, yeah. So that was the route that unlocks the next part from the first section out of six. Yeah, after I finished that, I was like, wow, that was a nice little ending. Oh, no, no, there's more. And then I... God, uh, does it wildly fucking diverge after that. Holy shit. Oh, I've... I've seen the things that require content warnings. <laughs> um, it does the whole thing similar to uh, Muff Love, where spoilers for a twenty-year-old. Wait, 20 year does old suddenly that... become a a mecha <laughs> fiction? No, no, no. It's like True. much more like. Um, I'm trying to think of the word, but like the uh, status quo establishment is much, much closer to uh, the the actual meat of the story than Muff Love is. And it's also shorter because, like, your setting establishment is like five, six hours in Subihibi versus twenty hours for Muv Love. Mm. Yeah, V. I don't have VNs in me anymore. I just can't do it. Yeah, I just read like. Steve I should actually books. read Muv Love at some point because I finished the setting stuff and now I'm into the uh, mecha stuff. Even though I know the game is uh, a too nationalistic mm. for its own good. Mm. I do just need to say, y'all, both of y'all. <laughs> said starlight express when you meant night on galactic railroad starlight express is the andrew lloyd Rebel oh, right. oh musical. no i i knew exactly what i was saying <laughs> okay i okay, didn't fair i just meant that they're on like yeah. a, some sort of like train or something in in stars or whatever okay so yeah that was my <laughs> yeah sorry i was i was tricking very <laughs> evident that it's I'm... I've just it's I've just been glowering the whole time about like he 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 they, they said Starlight Express that's the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. <laughs> L- little do you know, I have that queued up to play on my. <laughs> oh go, my god! Uh, I have to go drive somewhere after this. I'm gonna listen to Starlight Express on the way. The version where the, the actors got horribly injured because none of them were properly trained <laughs> yes. on a roller skate. <laughs> that's gonna be actually the uh, the ending for this episode. Instead of having one of the EDs, I'm just gonna have Starlight yeah. Express play. <laughs> the three, the two things that that the most references are Night of the Galactic Railroad and Serrano de Bergerac. Wait, for some reason. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll get into Suihibi. Tell me more. I love Don't, Serrano de Bergerac. No. <laughs> Don't. I I also need what to uh. Something I forgot to say is um, CBTV. This is spoilers. It's like an but it contains game. one of the most sympath. It's only been out in English for five years. Oh, fair enough. It contains one of the most sympathetic depictions of a plurality or dissociative identity disorder that I've seen in media. So I just wanted to shout it out for that. All right. Uh, I feel like I had a joke to make, and it has uh, left my brain. Uh, Danny, what else have you been watching? Well, to to save this this oh, lucky. God, I forgot about. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um, last time I didn't see the uh, Gundam series cliffhanger, and yeah, watch the final episode. Shit's getting real. I'm very excited to see where the next half of Witch for Mercury. Goes. Or just go on Twitter and people see people tweet about the entire yeah, finale of that show. <laughs> like no one else is is waiting to watch it. But whatever. Anyway, Danny, save us from this podcast for being three hours long. Yeah, I was gonna say somehow this fucking yeah. lucky star discussion creeping up on three hours. <laughs> I remember thinking like this was gonna be the short one. Like we Same. already got our main thoughts out of the way. Oh boy. Um nothing i didn't watch anything i've been doing other shit uh so i started playing hades again so i've been i've been in that rabbit hole um and doing other shit uh so uh anyway you can find me at uh <laughs> <laughs> well um because before we do outros uh so next time we are gonna do a- another grab bag episode where each of us uh pick like one to two episodes of some other anime presumably something we have seen before and probably something that we wouldn't cover for the podcast for one reason or another. Wait, wasn't the rule that it's something we've seen before? Yeah. That's the rule. I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all be flexible if you really want to. Uh, but that is, that is the general presumption. Uh, I think I know what I'm going to pick and it's something I have seen before, but we're just going to, you know, pick a, you know, couple episodes from uh, something we want to talk about, but don't want to maybe talk about the whole show and, and bring those to the table. And then we will do some uh, two year anniversary shenanigans uh, next time as well. God forbid we've, we've been doing this for two years jesus christ um uh so look forward to that and then afterwards uh or after that episode uh danny will be picking our next anime so look forward to that as well um anyway you can find me on twitter at chai underscore squared uh i have been your host austin uh danny where can people find you you can find me at cover me and sauce on twitter and Danielle, where can people find you? I am at Yuri Bunny with one N. Yes, I do keep changing my at. <laughs> yeah, we need to update our pin tweet because uh, you're uh, <laughs> you're just oh, no longer. Oh God, yeah. Uh, it's still followed on the account. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, and if you're a real diehard, you listen all the way to the end of this really long episode <laughs> about a mostly nothing show, uh, and you hear it anyway. Uh, slash have already been following. Um, so yeah, uh, join us next time for that. If you want to send questions in, it will be our two-year anniversary. Uh, you can DM us on Twitter after you follow, of course. Uh, we are uh, at Under the Kotatsu. Uh, or you can email us your questions directly. Uh, uh, we are uh, underthekotatsu.anime at gmail.com. Um, so send us in your, your two-year questions um, if you have any literally send us anything ask me what my famous sandwich is i will not tell you my favorite sandwich otherwise um it's fair uh it's true it's true i will not um slash i, think I don't I know the answer but i, I don't want to sp- i don't want to talk about it because i don't want to spoil it's true. the surprise yeah. can't can't even breathe in the same vicinity of my favorite sandwich e- even um, off mic we won't talk about it yes just to no. keep us all in suspense <laughs> <laughs> and then i will surprise you when i say some rude shit like uh, like a Lettuce what do they call it uh, in Britain? A, a chip buddy or whatever. God. Oh yeah, <laughs> God. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, that'll be us for this time. Uh, enjoy your uh, reprieve from uh, the rest of Lucky Star, I guess. Um, Danielle, why don't you take us out of here? B crimes, you gay. Seriously, cut the fucking misogyny out of Moe shows, please. <laughs>